Hello and welcome to Refreshingly Honest Christian. My name is David Metcalf. I am your host. And join with me today is my wonderful and beautiful wife, Tess Metcalf. Tess, hello. Hello. How are you? It's weird saying your name. <laughs> it's weird hearing my name. Yeah. 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 Normally I'm we call each other babe or... Other pet names? I don't know. Yeah. It's not very often that we hear our, our own names. Yeah. Anytime I anytime you say David... Uh-huh. Um, it's usually in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to get my attention. Yeah. Or I feel like the... the the joke is like, anytime my wife says my name, I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Rarely do I get in trouble. Um, I don't think we have that relationship, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, how are you? What's going on in your world? That's typically how I kick these things off. <laughs> I mean, we live the same life. This is the only time he's ever asked me yeah. how my world's going. <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. Um, yeah, no, things are good. Um, global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. And 2020 hasn't been great, but uh, I mean, for mostly for reasons outside of our control. Like, I, I, I don't feel like it's been like we've had a good year. It's been a bad year. Yeah, just like, in general. On, on a large scale. 2020 is the dumpster fire of hell. Uh, yes, it sure is. Um, but we've had for us we've had a good year so yeah no things are good i'm working from home Mm -hmm. like everybody else yep and it's not my favorite but i'm making it work yep making it work so yeah i love my job which is helpful it's just hard like it's hard for me to focus at home yeah 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 for sure well and not to mention uh we're also in an election uh season Yes. I keep saying season, but I don't even know if that's a thing. Election season. But you know what I mean election, when I say that. No, election season is a thing. But the problem is that the election season keeps getting longer and longer and longer. So it's start, like the election season started a year and a half ago. Mm. And it used to only start like a few months out. It's so funny to watch political documentaries because especially about presidential races because they'll be like, it's okay. We're kicking things off. It's September before election day. Right. And that stresses me out because this has been going for like in my mind, Feels like they're forever. starting way too late. It's like, you're never gonna get the word out about your candidacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like this one in particular feels especially strange because we're in a pandemic and everything, everything feels so blended together. Yeah, you know and it's I mean? the only like it's the only thing people can do is rant about stuff on Facebook and then get in Facebook fights and because yeah. you know whether or not you're taking the pandemic seriously, there's just less you can do because mm-hmm. businesses are taking the pandemic seriously, so you just can't be out as much or you don't want to be out as much, um, and so people are connecting more and more on social media, which is fine, but it's also been especially uh terrible right yeah well i mean that is true and i mean the purpose of the show today so really uh just to kind of bring you listeners up to speed so we're talking today about the president's presidential election 
and um, I decided to bring Tess here in to talk about it because obviously it's on the minds of all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, the reason, wh- I mean, why do you think that I tapped you for this, babe? Because I know everything. That number one, <laughs> let's start with that. You're a yeah. five, so you're a know-it-all. You have yeah. a lot of facts. A little bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm glad I'm happy to do this conversation because I actually really love politics. I think politics are f- really interesting. Right. Um, I've been following political issues uh, just because I'm interested in it for a couple of years now. So that could be part of it. We also just talk about it a lot. Right. Um, and feels yeah. like there's nothing else to talk about mostly, but yeah. beyond that, I, well, and I would say, okay, so sorry to answer my question for you, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, I think when I when I thought about doing this episode and we've been kind of gearing up for it for a while, the presidential election episode is, I mean, when I thought about doing it, I wanted to have somebody where there's somebody who I could talk to that's kind of like a safe space to do that. And in this mm-hmm. whole podcast, like we we don't it's not a political podcast. Right. We don't get into politics here like I think it's inevitable because politics do kind of affect everything but um, the reason why I wanted to bring you in is because yes you're very knowledgeable you're very well informed and yes we do talk a lot about it but I feel like as much as you have an opinion uh, an informed opinion at that (laughs) I feel like you also I just think for our audience for the people who listen to the show I think that you would just be a safe space to really to kind of help process some people's thoughts and opinions. And I'm sure everyone has their own opinion. That's great. But honestly, like when I thought about doing originally, I wanted to do this as like, okay, clearly I'm not for Trump. I want to bring somebody in who's like the opposite, you know, so it's not an echo chamber, but I I don't know. I just think like this conversation, I don't know. It just feels like a nice baseline to be a little bit neutral. Like, while we both have our biases, like, I think mm-hmm. you are more, I don't know how to explain it. And will well, you help me with it? <laughs> yeah. And this is also, I talk about Enneagram a lot because it's helped me figure myself out in a really significant way. Um, and one of those things that I learned about being a five is that part of being, we're, we're driven by understanding things and knowing things. And I love doing research, but Part of knowing something is also being impartial about it Mm -hmm. and understanding both sides. So as much as I do have my own opinions, it's also really important to me to understand what the other side thinks or what the problems with my side of things are. Um, And this has also been really hard this election season because I don't feel like I want to just talk about my opinions, um, even though I know that they're well-informed and and based on good information and that I really worked hard to figure out what I believe Yeah, because I'm so afraid that somebody's going to know something I didn't know about it and come at me with it. (laughs) Or, I don't know, my biggest fear in life is looking stupid. So I I never talk about, not never, but I'm very careful about when I talk about politics on social media, because I just don't want to be put in the position of, um, not knowing something or somebody else having more information than I do. 
Yeah. So while I'm excited to have this conversation, <laughs> I'm also really You're kinda, yeah. not excited to <laughs> like have what I believe out in the yeah in the internet world forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. Okay. So to speak to that, I would say, and this is just my perspective here. While I I agree, like you're. One thing I know about you is like you don't like being wrong, but at yeah. the same time, and you you tend to keep your opinions closely to to yourself. I just think the thing I admire about you is you don't. Even with me, you don't like assert your opinion. You're not right. like you're not like well, this is the truth. Like yeah. you're very well informed, and you do you do hear people out, and I think that's a really important quality mm-hmm. that not a lot of people have, especially on fucking Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's just as I've and, and and two like let's just get into it. So my position, um, and I've actually brought up uh, this goes all the way back to freaking May when I was really like just hardline like here's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so really, I guess so. Like I, my plan for this episode today um, is first of all like just to kind of like talk about like. Um, kind of where we stand, mm-hmm. um, kind of how we see things politically right now. Uh, just today, so at the time of this recording, it's October 25th. We're nine days away from <laughs> seeing who's going to be present. Uh, we've we've seen the debates. We've um, watched everything closely. Uh, you in particular, you you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts, political podcasts. Yeah, yeah, because I really, I really do enjoy this stuff and people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that but it's just really fascinating and the hard part about politics for me is that it's it feels like it should be fact-based in every regard because we're making decisions for a large population of people it seems like those decisions should be based on facts but the interesting part is just how biased it can be yeah and how personality driven it can be and like what we're going to talk about today how it can get so intertwined with the with our with faith e- with our faith and just every working of our lives like yeah. It, yeah so it's really interesting to me and that's why like i i'll listen to c-span while i'm working like i just really <laughs> some really <laughs> sexy exciting <laughs> stuff yeah, yeah i just really like politics and yeah yeah and yeah. End sentence. End end of <laughs> sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a great launching off point. Again, like we're kind of this safe little nest egg. And while we both have our opinions, and I would say from uh, from the conversations, conversations that we've had, I would say we tend to agree on most things. Even And just recently we voted um, and we did did some research together as we were filling out our ballots. Like we didn't vote on every single person the same. Um, or every, um, what I, I, I'm like this, what is it? The measures measures. Yeah. See, I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) uh, we also just to mention this, I don't think we voted for one single party down the ballot either. Like we were pretty mixed. So, well actually that, and that does bring up, um, something that I saw recently, uh, that really did hit me that in this conversation, one of the things that I feel like um, as we're talking about like how faith 
and politics can get so intertwined mm-hmm. in, in like Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Like they did an episode. I didn't actually listen to it, but the title of it just made me laugh. It was like vote like a Christian. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, like if you're at all paying attention, that is like a thing like where, okay, if you're a Christian, you're a Republican. Like that's kind of the thing. Right. But um, Carlos uh, Rodriguez, um, I share a lot of his stuff. He's like such a good follow. Um, he's at Carlos happy NPO on Twitter. Um, I don't even know exactly what this guy does. I thought he was a pastor for the longest time, but he looks like he's just, he's in charge of like a nonprofit. Anyway, um, he, he, he tweeted this thing just like an hour ago and it really hit me and I felt like it was really pertinent to what we're about to talk about. And it just says this, some people change who they vote for because of their Christian values. Kind of just like what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. we, we're not partisan politics we're not about partisan christianity we're not vote republican right yeah and then he said this and some people change their christian values because of who they vote for yeah isn't that a gut punch yeah it's terrible (laughs) like okay so again i'll just say it again some people change who they vote for because of their christian values and some people change their christian values because of who they vote for so i i just Gosh, it's so, it's so interesting. So, um, like cats out of the bag, like I'm voting for Biden. I did vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, and I voted for Trump. <laughs> no, you didn't. Now we're going to talk about this. <laughs> no, you did it. <laughs> you have to say you did it. Cause people are going to think that you did now. <laughs> no. Uh, this would be news to me listeners. Uh, yeah, no, but, um, I mean, Okay, and that's and that's not necessarily a new thing for me. Uh, in 2016, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't excited about it. I think like a lot of people in that particular election, I was that felt like a definite more lesser of two evils kind of thing. Yeah, where I think a lot of people felt that way, but in this case, I think a lot of Christians in particular feel this pressure to not only vote Republican, but because like that's the Christian thing to do, right? Um, but also to vote for Trump, I guess, um, which is like beyond me. But so, um, <laughs> so one other thing I want to say before we really dive into kind of like, um, whatever, like our our views, our perspectives is, um, we really do want to make this a conversation, as we always say on the podcast. Um, and so what we plan on doing at the end of this episode, um, is actually having some conversations with other people, hearing what they have to say. Uh, we're going to do a segment on the show, uh, where we have, um, I was going to say callers, but what we plan to do is have like people coming in on a zoom link and we're going to just have like a, a conversation with different perspectives. And we don't know exactly who's going to be for who, like we may have some, I mean, I, I would have to imagine like our audience is more like, uh, like left leaning, lo- independent, left leaning, yeah. possibly. Um, but you know, even in preparation for this podcast, like I've done a lot of research. I've actively like sought other people out who have different perspectives than me. So we're gonna try to get these people in uh, to that conversation. Uh, but yeah, to kick things off, like. <laughs> uh, I would say the main theme of, you know, this bulk of this conversation for, for the podcast is why Biden over Trump, right? Like, we've I think we've determined that. Like, 
on a on a personal level. And by the way, like, you know, some people like want to be like, why are you taking a side? Why are you picking a position? And it's like, well, if you're listening to this podcast, just so you know, this is like what you could think of as like an opinion piece. Like you're not coming to us to do journalistic <laughs> uh, right. stuff, right? Like this is our opinion. You don't have to agree with it. And honestly, like I, I, I hope that we have listeners who, who vote for Trump and who are willing to hear us out and vice versa, you know, like, um, I don't want to live in an echo chamber. Right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, all that to say, um, you know, we're going to dive into some, some personal opinions here, but, um, at the end, we're going to try to get some other perspectives as well, just so we can hear each other, hear each other out yeah. and uh, we'll just see where it goes. Um, yeah. Well, and I will say that I already said, it's not, um, it's not my favorite thing to just put out my opinions, but I do feel like it's important in this case. Cause I know there's a lot of people like me who, mm-hmm. um, are hopefully listening to this and can gain some encouragement yeah. in there or, maybe some um some what am i trying to say i just hope they feel a little bit more at ease with their decision to vote not republican even when they've grown up in a republican environment or yeah. a christian like i just have a few a people conservative christian environment yeah, yeah. Like i just have yeah. a few people on my mind and my heart and i have this whole election season who grew up like i did um in the church is mostly what I'm saying. Like yeah. they grew up going to church every single Sunday, every Tuesday and or Wednesday, depending on when your youth group was. And they've uh, struggled with their choice to even kind of kick the tires on their political beliefs, yeah. which is something that is, it's frustrating because the church is really good about just, kind of telling you what to believe instead of um, giving you the tools to figure out what you believe. Yeah. And politics is no different. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are starting to figure that out or starting to investigate those things a little bit more, Yeah, including myself. Um, and for yeah. me, like this kind of started like a year and a half, two years ago, probably that I decided to pay attention to politics. Yeah. I thought it was probably a good idea to pay attention to politics because they do affect your life so much. And the decisions that are being made are really important Mm -hmm. and they don't always feel like it, you know, that like it can feel like it's out of your control, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a well-informed citizen. Yeah. So, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but no, I love that. And I, and I feel like it also, if, if this feels like the most drawn out like introduction, but I think it also, it needs to be said that like you and I are both coming from a place where we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. Yeah. We're not trying to get people to vote a certain way necessarily. And you've probably already voted anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and also I, I just want to make it clear that like, um, I think you and I both have really approached this with a lot of like it almost feels like a like a like like you're confessing something that you voted for a democrat on a christian podcast <laughs> yeah and i don't totally feel that way like i yeah. feel like my church will accept me no matter what i feel like totally. a lot of the people at our church agree with me on a lot of things which is great um i'm just hoping that i can maybe 
help shine some light to some people on mm-hmm. on why yeah people especially people our age are passionate about mm-hmm. not voting republican and <laughs> i don't even want to say even that re- i wouldn't even say republican i would say specifically like trump and i, I don't want to be well, afraid i don't even know if i agree with that i just mean like if any i don't really care if people feel like they need to vote Republican or Trump. It's just I don't want people to feel like they have to vote Republican because they're Christian. Oh, That's what I'm trying yeah. to break down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is like I'm not voting Democrat because I've fallen away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's because I've investigated these issues and I've come to a place where I believe differently than the church has historically. And I don't even know if I if if that's true. Right. But there's just this but narrative it would seem that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just a narrative right now that if you're a Christian, you vote Republican. And um, I have, man, I've like. Which is toxic in and of itself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I have like basically stopped going on Facebook because every day I see somebody say you can't call yourself a Christian and vote for Biden. And <laughs> it's just like driven me into this deep, dark hole of depression. Yeah. And because I am a Christian, I love Jesus. I love the church. I've been in it my whole life yeah and i did vote for biden yeah (laughs) and i have reasons for that it's not just because i hate trump like yeah uh, uh, yeah and i and i voted for some republicans too for local issues and stuff like that so uh, like don't put me in a box totally by saying there there's two different ways people can put me in a box they can say you're a democrat now Mm -hmm. and you only vote democrat that's not true you're a Christian, so you have to vote Republican. That's not true either. So, right. like, well, there's a lot of people like us who are just kind of floating. Like, mm-hmm. they're just kind of... Politically homeless is exact- what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so I hope that this provides some encouragement for them. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. David here. Uh, you already know. That's right. Uh, we have sponsors. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is our favorite. We love Audible around here. Why read books when you can listen to them, right? I don't know. Uh, reading books is fine too, I guess, if you like them. Uh, but I love Audible because, on it, because really, I don't have a ton of time to sit down and read very much for, for pleasure. And so I have stuff in the background. I'm listening. I'm in the car. I'm grocery shopping. Doing the dishes, listening to a book. It's great. I absorb information a lot easier auditorily, and so why not? Audible. Freaking audiobooks are great. So uh, <laughs> you should definitely take us up on this. Uh, if you haven't tried Audible before, uh, you can get your first audiobook absolutely free. That's right. Uh, just go to audibletrial.com slash refreshingly honest Christian. You can get any book of your choice. Uh, everything is spiritual. That's a good one. I mean, I don't know. We're t- we've been talking a lot about it. I mean, if you're curious, you should definitely pick that up. And uh, I think it's like $14.95 a month. After that, you can cancel any time. And so check it out. Audibletrial.com slash Refreshingly Honest Christian for your free audiobook. And you get to support us, the podcast, which means a lot. Also, you can support us on Patreon. If you don't already know, we have a Patreon. You can buy me a coffee. Um, obviously, this podcast... Uh, is a labor of love and so if you want to support what we're doing here on the show uh, if this podcast has done anything for you in any way 
You can support us on Patreon. <laughs> you can go to Patreon. Uh, right now I have a devotional series called Read the Bible With Me. Um, we also give you access to content early. Uh, and right now we're actually giving away Jesus pins. So if you like Jesus and pins, uh, it's just the show art of our podcast. And uh, we'll send you that as a part of our uh, small but mighty tribe. And so uh, <laughs> it's just one way to show your your pride in the, in the podcast. You can put it on your backpack, put it on your jacket, something. I don't know. I don't know how you roll. Uh, but it really means a lot if you want to support us on Patreon for as low as $3 a month or whatever. Whatever works for you, honestly. The way that we look at it is if a few bucks fell out of your pocket every month, that's like the just right amount. So if you want to support uh, independent work, this podcast, all this stuff that we're doing, uh, really means a lot. Uh, and so feel free to do that. And uh, that's it. Patreon.com slash David Metcalf. So you look me up on Patreon. There I am. Uh, that's me, the host here, refreshing the honest Christian. Uh, and so that's that's all we have for plugging on the show. Uh, that's it. Back to the show. That's great. Yeah. And I would also say this, like you and I, neither of us are Democrats. Well, technically, I am registered as a Democrat because I wanted to vote in the Democratic primary in Oregon, and it's a closed primary. So, yeah, okay. Well, that said, I but you wouldn't. I don't think you would identify yourself as a quote unquote Democrat. I don't think you're a hard like leftist leaning. No, you know what no. I mean? Well, I'm definitely not a Democrat in the sense of I'm a Democrat, so I'm only like I'm going to vote down ballot Democrat. Right. That's that's not it at all. I really pride my self on being someone who's going to vote for the person that I think is going to do the best job. Yeah. And so I think, I think overall I would like, and I would say represents your values too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I would say that my values right now probably align more with the democratic party if we had to pick one, but, um, yeah, I'm not just going to vote for someone because they're a Democrat. Yeah. Well, I'd like us to maybe back up here just a little bit and, and kind of really, I mean, you kind of spoke to it a little bit with like your background mm-hmm. and I think that's always a helpful like jumping off point. So, yeah. um, I think we'll, I'll just start with me very briefly cause I think I'm a lot easier <laughs> to kind of untangle, but for, I think for the longest time I've always, for the most part, been pretty apolitical, mm-hmm. I would say like, mm-hmm. uh, and for the most part, I would also argue that I've never really been interested in politics. Uh-huh. I think for the most part I've been until pr- when? Until very recently, well, even I would say like even the 2016 election, like I, I think I was like mildly interested just like, you know what I mean? But even yeah. then, like I was like watching just the daily show with Trevor Noah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like I, that was, was the extent. Light. Totally. Yeah. Um, which by the way, like you should not be getting your news from the daily show necessarily. I mean, it's, it's great. I love comedy and it's a great, it's great yeah. parody. Um, but well, beyond- you shouldn't just have one point <laughs> right. for like, you shouldn't yeah. have one yeah, news yeah, source. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, all that to say, like, unlike, unlike you, I didn't, I wasn't raised as you know, like in a Christian home, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and even for the most part, like my grandparents, they were never like politics was never talked about. Like just recently you and I, we went over there for dinner like because by the way like we we don't have a ton of relationships so that was a pretty new thing 
but we they had Fox News on and I'm like, wait a second. I thought you were like a Democrat like growing up. And, and my grandma, like the way she looked at me was like, <laughs> like I just like, you know, sacrificed a child right in front of her or something. But that's the weirdest thing is like we've anyway, all that to say, like I've never been political. I've never um, I mean, un- up until like high school uh, with like a few brushes of like uh, like a close friend of mine, like his I was really close with him and his family and his dad I don't want to say like indoctrinated me, but like kind of like introduced me to a lot of like conservative ideas about like, you know, running a business and why economically like, you know, that's, you know, really great and yada, yada. Um, But all that to say, like up until very recently and I'm looking, and the reason why I pulled up (laughs) Facebook was I wanted to share this, this thing that, and I wanted to give a quick background um, on kind of like what led to me being a, a lot more, outspoken mm-hmm. uh, because that's a new development right and again the thing I love about you babe is like <laughs> you are you're very deliberate with your choice of words and 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 you're also you're not just like asserting your opinion right and right. um I don't know up until recently I've just haven't really been like that but um I just want to say like quick quick update before I share what I'm about to say is like Specifically, what made me decide, because for the longest time with Trump in particular, I didn't vote for him, um, mostly because I was like, who's going to vote for that guy? <laughs> Apparently, the majority of the country, mm. not even popular vote, right? Uh, but yeah. okay, well, we don't but, need to get into that. But I'm sorry. Regardless. Okay, so <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to say with this is like, for the longest time, I've just been annoyed by yeah. Trump. Like, yeah. And like, for the most part, like annoyed is probably too strong. Like, I'm right. just like, anytime we... Anytime I hear from him, I'm just like, or hear about him or his tweets, I'm just like, whatever, like, mute, <laughs> like, that guy's who cares? Crazy. Totally. <laughs> um, but I hate to say it, but it was it had everything to do with George Floyd mm-hmm. and his, I mean, his brutal murder. And um, I remember distinctly, you and I like were on a walk and we were like talking about why the president hasn't addressed George Floyd and Black Lives Matter to the nation. Yeah. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I mean, I don't mind sharing this here, which is just like, I'm like, of course he wouldn't share that because that's, he wouldn't say that he wouldn't outright address to the nation and not just like in like segmented uh, Facebook campaigns, uh, targeting specific (laughs) undecided voters. Um, it's because his base, like, let's, let's just, let's just say it. Like, I wouldn't say, and I said this recently, like, uh, not every, uh, gosh, not every racist. Um, no, not every Trump supporter is racist. Yeah. 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 But every racist every- is a Trump supporter, <laughs> which I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I do, um, tend to think that. And, and like, let's be real. Like, I think what dawned on me in that moment was like, Trump has absolutely fanned the flames of white supremacy in our country. And that was an issue for me. Yeah. That was about enough where I'm like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. I'm not just annoyed with this guy anymore. Like he, he hasn't just been neutral in my book. 
So all that to say, May 31st, I posted this, and I don't mind sharing this because I still feel this way, and I know it's inflammatory, so if you're a Trump supporter, just know this is my personal opinion here, and I do respect your opinion, and you're more than welcome to be here. So all that to say, get ready, strap in. (laughs) I said this, I'm sorry I have to say this. I'm not against Trump because he's a Republican. I'm against Trump because he's a fucking idiot. Go ahead, roll your eyes, and keep scrolling. And that, I would say, marked everything where I started, like, speaking up more. And what is this, like, several months ago, like, um, yeah, you know, six months ago. And so I just, that was what led up, what led up to it for me was, like, this social issue where mm-hmm. I'm, like, um, you know, it's one thing for you to just be, like, a dum-dum, but it's another thing when I feel like you're actively, you know, the Proud Boys is one example, um, but... And I don't know, I, I do want to kind of get into like key issues, like specifically um, why, why Biden over Trump, like, yeah, um, but really that was the, the jumping off point. And ever since then, um, I know that was kind of like You've a long, been very vocal, very vocal <laughs> to the point where, I mean, even just recently, like you look at like all the stuff that I, I feel like at least on Facebook, like that's all I talk about. Right. <laughs> um, and I remember even when you and I were on that walk saying like I remember posting that as we were hopping back in the car and I knew what was about to happen and like the the amount of vitriol and like uh like people kind of like came after me like like let's just talk about that a little bit like after sharing that like I remember it felt like a week like that is that when I had my first panic attack like it was a couple days later yeah because you posted that and then in short succession over the next couple days you posted other equally strongly worded yeah messages um which nobody had heard from you on this kind of stuff so people really kind of came out of the woodworks and either were fully supportive of you or yeah were fully antagonizing you well Um, and that's the thing is like people coming out of the woodworks and i get it like and I've since learned like when you share strong opinions and I've kind of learned that with this podcast, when you're honest about your beliefs or your opinions or whatever, yeah. and you share them willingly, um, people will, they're going to love you or hate you for it. Yeah. And there's kind of no in between. Like if you're, and that's, and that's what I'm getting at is like, I'm not gonna, I'm kind of just going to share at least for me and you don't have to do this, but like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just going to share where I what I think where I'm coming from is kind of unvarnished. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, but yeah, w- sorry, what were you saying? I cut you off. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. Well, I did want to say this, this, and this was another thing where June 1st, like, you know, the picture of him holding up a Bible. Yeah. Um, and this is after. The well, and this is also the time period where so much stuff kicked off in the country. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So like I even just glossed over like a panic attack. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this has just been such a stressful period. And, um, and I will say this, like, even we don't, I don't want to dive into comments. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at this post here, 164 comments. And like, yeah. I just remember after sharing that, like people, I remember feeling like I had to, I was like, uh, I forget the word that I used, but I was like, and I I remember like responding to a lot of people like, Mm -hmm. and really like, I don't want to say defending, but like, I felt like I was like, yeah, yeah. I I felt like I was like, um, 
having to like control the narrative and be in charge of my own PR. Right. Like, and I, and I, I hate to say that, but it just like, I mean, I freaking people got nasty. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like I really, uh, man, I really don't give a shit about what people think about me, but I, the reason why I don't share expressly what I believe on Facebook and I have about a few things, but I don't do it that often. Um, and when I do, it's very long and carefully worded and I think about it for hours. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I don't do it very often, but, and the reason I don't is because I, I don't want to feel the stress of having to respond to every comment yeah, and defend my point or concede things. Right. Um, and it's a fear in the back of my mind of doing this, having this recorded is that 10 years from now, I'm going to listen back and hear something that I said that was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just like live with that shame for the rest of my life that I said something that was incorrect. Um, so that's like, for me, it's not, it's not a thing of, well, I just, I, I don't want people to think poorly of me. It's, it's just, you it's, just don't want to eat all, your words. You don't want to eat your words. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's really just about my mental state. Yeah. Yeah. Of having, like having that yeah. and like constantly feeling the need to check Facebook to see who's saying what and feel like I have to respond to everything and you know, all that. So, well, and I'm not necessarily advocating that people do that necessarily, right. but this, it was important for you. To it do was that. super important for me. And yeah. I do want to just say like the reason why I felt like it was so important to, to be so blunt like that, calling Trump a fucking idiot. And especially like for those of you listening, like if you don't know me on a personal level or you aren't a part of our church community or whatever, you have to understand that the environment that we're in, um, the back or whatever, like, um, the people that we're surrounded by, our tribe, so to speak, for the most part, I would say um, we're kind of steeped in a very conservative Christian environment. Um, like, or at the very least, there's there's a huge there's a there's a circle of people in our church that are kind of what we're talking about here, where they vote Republican, um, and and they are kind of like staunch trump supporters and that's fine i mean there's definitely both like i feel like there's the and i'm sure this is true of every church community where you have you have a mixed bag yeah yeah because i have so many people from that community who i can talk freely about this stuff with you know Um, i'm not trying to say everyone's like that i'm just saying there are those people in there totally totally um and that's fine and i'm i'm not saying whatever i'm just saying like i felt it was important in sharing that it wasn't just like me trying to like piss people off yeah or because like i've been accused of that like people have accused me of um like you're just trying to stir the pot yada yada but honestly here's here's where it comes down for me comes down to for me is like i think it's and this is why i think yard signs are important Mm -hmm. this is why i think where like stickers are important to a degree is i think it's important for each of us to know um that not everyone agrees with you. Yeah. You know, and that lo and behold, you live, you you don't live in an echo chamber. Right. And, and truthfully, especially within the church, and this is why I feel like it's important that we're having this conversation is we're not just like trying to talk politics. It's like, this has very much become so much more about just politics. And so I just feel like for, at least for me, I just wanted people to wake up to the fact that like, Hey, not everyone that you know 
especially the people who kind of came after me in that regard. Yeah. And got pretty nasty. Like, and I don't want to speak to any specific examples, but I want you to know that like, I just think it's important that you know that you're not, not, not everyone in your Facebook group. Cause that's the thing that's bothered me is, and there's a specific person I'm thinking in mind that got really mad at me for sharing. Mm -hmm. Like they like really shamed me for it too. And I think what upset me so much about it was like, dude, I've been living in this community and I've heard you like spout off like, and I feel like for the most part, like I said, I, when I say apolitical, I don't just mean like neutral on like politics. I also just mean like, I don't engage politics. If somebody wants to talk politics with me, mm -hmm. I, for the most part, am very just like, okay, okay. Like I'll like just yeah. listen and I'm like, but not say anything and not say yeah. anything. I won't give my opinion. Um, and if people want to share their opinion that I happen to disagree with, I won't let them know. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I tend to be a little bit more of a chameleon in that way. Yeah. But I kind of just had enough where I'm like, okay, people that I, that I, you know, that yeah. I've, you know, had a lot of these, you've, you've confided in me and you have assumed because I'm also a Christian yeah. that I share the same and totally. I, I share the same perspective. And I would argue like, the thing that the thing that bothers me and I don't want to like I don't want to be mean to these people but I'm like dude some of the, your opinions are just stupid like yeah. they're kind of bigoted in in and not anyway all that yeah. to say it is important for Christians to understand that not every Christian believes the same as them and also has a diametrically opposed equally strong opinion you know what I'm saying like yeah um and not just like oh yeah, I'm neutral on Trump. It's like, no, dude, I hate Trump. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and maybe that's a little too strong, but I'm like, I feel like for me, he represents everything that's wrong with, with the country right now. Right. And that's the thing where I'm like, and it's not, and I, and I can just hear the people now saying, oh, mainstream media, fake news. <laughs> you know what Stop I mean? Stop watching CNN. Totally. And that, people have accused me of that, but Okay, before I get too, like, amped up, um, yeah. why don't we kind of take a step back and I'll pass it over to you. So, mm -hmm. um, for the most part, that's that's kind of my perspective. That's kind of what, what led to where, you're coming from. where I'm coming from. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you tell us, like, kind of what led to your interest in politics and uh, kind of where, really kind of just, like, what led, just what's the background, what led to where you are politically in this election? Yeah, so, I mean, I think like most young people, my political opinions were based solely on what was around me, like yeah. my environment. That was it until... Like your parents or your yeah, church not or even, I mean, my parents didn't really talk much about politics growing up or at least like I remember watching the elections and I remember knowing who they were voting for, but I couldn't tell you like... Totally. Then I couldn't have told you five six years ago what they believed on any particular issue i only knew like the sort of default yeah so or like speak. as yeah. like this is what christians believe or yeah. christians vote republican even like growing up that was something that i understood um so yeah that i mean that was up until like two years ago i wasn't really paying attention much um in the 2016 election I voted for an like independent third party, yeah. um, wrote someone's name in and 
that was that was cool. Like I liked doing that. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously, I hate it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that my one vote would have made much of a difference, but um, I don't know. That was that was a cool experience for me because I took the time to research some different people, mm-hmm. and it was my first time really diving into political research. Yeah. Um, and then I think it. I was trying to remember like what it was that kind of started me thinking about politics more and listening to stuff and all of that. Well, I do want to pause there if that's okay. We kay. can camp out there. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to keep going. You you tell me. Well, did you have a question? No, no. Well, I did. I, I just think it's important to like point that out. So I remember, I remember that specifically. And, uh-huh. and at this point, again, like you and I, like we didn't really get into politics, not nearly as much no. um, in the last few years. I just don't, I don't think either of us were interested. No, no. Yeah. And I, and I did feel a certain weight with that election, and that's why I voted for Hillary. Yeah. Um, and again, not excited about it. <laughs> like, believe me, I, you know, I know people have their issues with her, and I understand it. I get it. Um, but all that to say, I remember specifically you you voting independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- like, why don't you just kind of like tell us because. Why don't you tell us like a little bit like about like your mindset at the time and like kind of what led to that? Because um, even now, like you and I, I mean, you and I both know like we have friends who are like, no, I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen. I'm writing in Kanye. Not actually that, but <laughs> I don't know anyone personally yeah. <laughs> who's writing in Kanye. No, but like they would argue like, yeah, I'm thinking of one friend in particular who's like, yeah, vote for Donald Trump or Biden is just, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, it's just going to be the same old whatever. Yeah. But it's like, but like, let's be real. The only people that have a, a fighting chance as politics are now in 2020 yeah. is these two mainline. Yeah. And we can get whatever. into that. We can get into 2020 later, but I will speak to 2016. Uh, I mostly just remember that from like the, what I was hearing from the people around me was that both options sucked. Totally. That's all I knew. Nobody could have predicted what Donald Trump was going to do. Um, I if, mean, if we could go back, <laughs> I guess. But yeah. I mean, to his point, he wasn't a politician. He was a businessman coming in. So nobody really knew. And I mean, yeah. So and I didn't I still don't totally. know a ton about Hillary Clinton. Um, but I, was, I know she's done some shady stuff. I think it would have been cool to have a woman president. Break the ceiling. Yeah, ex- exactly. So. Yeah, I just didn't really know what was going on. I felt and was hearing that both options were bad, so I voted for someone else. outside of it, right. I did. I voted for El- Evan McMullen. McMillan? Sure. Something like that. He's <laughs> in Utah. Even, yeah. He's an independent. He worked for the CIA. Cool guy. You should follow him. On. He's actually a great, a great Twitter follow. Um, I would vote for him again if he was going to run for president. <laughs> Anyway, so and had a chance and had a chance. Um, yeah, so it was mostly just a, I don't want to put my name on either one of these candidates in case it goes poorly. Again, I'm covering for future me. You're covering not your bases. being wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's all like a self-defense mechanism. So, yeah, yeah, I researched a few people. I voted for this one guy. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that I researched anything else on the ballot like. I I just was not really into it. So, yeah. 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 Well, okay. So, and I will say that that year I didn't feel much pressure to vote Republican because I was a Christian, which is interesting based on mm. where we're at now. 
you're saying you didn't feel pressure to vote Republican. Yeah. Like why, I, why is that? Um, well, I think at this point, I don't, I guess I don't know. Like, I just didn't really feel like people were like, well, you, you have to vote for Donald Trump because he's the Republican and you're a Christian. Like, I yeah. just, I don't remember that narrative You probably didn't very much. feel it as much at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Well, okay. So the reason I wanted to camp out there for a moment was just to kind of touch on this idea of voting independent or voting, yeah. you know, writing in somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't vote for Kanye. Uh, <laughs> actually, okay. So I will say this. I listened to his interview with Joe Rogan Yeah, and he, I mean, I'll give him this super interesting guy. Totally. Um, I mean, I will, I mean, and beyond that, I don't think that he's fit to be president. He's untested. Um, and he is a little bit volatile. He, he, <laughs> what he has been diagnosed as bipolar. I'm not saying you, if you are, I'm not saying, okay, like if you're bipolar, you can't be president someday. I'm just saying there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I shouldn't have to explain myself here, but you know, I, you know, people that I've even tried getting on this podcast, you know, somebody whose opinion that I respect in politics, mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, you should do the podcast. And he just straight up friggin' denied me like stiff arm. <laughs> like, uh, I hit me in the face and was like, Nope. Uh, and and I think it's because it's like, it really is coming down to, okay, it's Biden or Trump. Who's yeah. gonna, like, who do you want to win? And that's the, th- I think, I mean, you know this with me, even recently, I just get really mad at people who kind of want to look down on you. Like they're, they're above, above it. Like, right. here's the thing. We have a two party system in America. That's just the way it is. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying right. this is the system that we operate in. Yeah. And like so many of people, like people have even accused me like, oh, I think you're just enabling this corrupt two-party system, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. I like, I wish it was different too, but writing in somebody, and I hate to say this, is a waste of your vote. A vote um, for an independent, whoever it is, Joe Jorgensen in this case, mm-hmm. um, and I think I want to, I, I, and I hate that. I think we all hate that, yeah. but that is the reality, right? Like you're, I don't want to say you're, you're, you're wasting your vote, but that is kind of how it feels. Well, that's the thing is that I, I truly believe that your vote is your right. You get to do whatever you want, even if that's not voting, that's yeah. your choice. You get to do that. If you want to vote third party, that's great. I liked doing that, and I felt like I was a part of something bigger, trying to change the way that we do things. And I remember, if I can, if I can interject for a moment, I remember being like, "Okay, that's great." Like yeah. not, it, but I think you've since, and yeah. if, if I can be so bold, I think you've since maybe changed your perspective on that. Can you touch on that? Yeah, I mean, there are many reasons why I'm not voting independent this year. Um, and I, I might down the road, you know, yeah, I, this feels like a big deal to me and I don't want Trump to be president again. Yeah. So I'm, but that being said, there were a few democratic candidates that I really liked and that I would have voted for. Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't Joe Biden or even <laughs> if they weren't running against Trump. So yeah. yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, for me, I feel like, and there's a few issues that I feel this way about, and I would say abortion and third party voting are two of them and sorry let me back up I trailed off there so abortion 
third party voting. Yeah. They align in my mind for this reason. I don't think you can fix it with one action. Right. Meaning I don't think you can fix abortion by making it illegal. And I don't think you can introduce a third party um, in a realistic way just by voting for them. During an election. Yes. Exactly. Then that's the thing is that like you have to put the work in every year. You can't just do it every four years. You can't just vote for an independent party every four years and expect that party to be legitimate. Well, also, it just feels in some of the people, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but like a lot of the people who I've interacted with or seen that are like voting in an independent or Mm -hmm. writing in somebody, it's like their way of like taking a stand. Yeah. You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> like down on the system or yeah and again like i i think that's great yeah. i value that if, if that's the stance you want to take i think that's it just great it just but feels to me like a futile futile effort and yeah. i feel like i feel like the stakes are high or they couldn't be higher right and it just feels like now's not the time to like gamble or risk at least for me like letting trump be president again and so yeah. I think that's what we've, you and I, we've kind of come to, but okay. So like, and I feel like we've kind of gone on a few rabbit trails, but like, so <laughs> 2016, mm-hmm. like what led to, for you specifically, like getting more involved in politics from 2016 and then kind of like what led up to where we are now? Yeah. Yeah. So the election happened. I was really surprised that Trump, Trump was won. elected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like everybody. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So 2018, I mean, after immediately after the election, it just kind of continued on and I started paying more attention to headlines and stuff and I would read the occasional article, but also at that time in my life, like I was working in the service industry and just didn't have a, a ton of time mm-hmm. to devote to that. Um, like I do now with my fancy desk job. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Well, you do um, listen to a lot more podcasts. Yes, and, and you, I can because yeah. I'm not I'm not serving yeah. people. Right. So yeah, that is a, a You don't serve people, you just serve yourself. I only serve myself now. <laughs> um yeah, so at the time I didn't feel like much was happening, you know, blah blah blah. Twenty eighteen I feel like was a big deal because huge voting turnout for a midterm election. Yeah. Um, that was really exciting to me. So it felt like everything kind of felt hopeful again. And well, that was like um, a lot of women's rights stuff kind of. Yes. Was kind so of coming that's to a head. what, yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking about today when I was trying to pinpoint the thing that made me want to get interested in politics. And it was all the stuff around women's rights and equality and, and that stuff. Well, isn't, wasn't that, I mean, I think there's like a documentary on Netflix, like bringing down the house. Like that's when AOC and uh, all these other women, like I think we have, what was it? Like we have like the, we have more women in, um, in like elected positions or whatever than ever. Super great. Yeah. 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 So that was by the way, thumbs up. That's a good thing. Big thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, number of jokes I want to make, but I'm not going to. Great. Um, yeah, so that was really exciting, and it felt like because I feel like the average age of Congress kind of dropped in 2018, mm-hmm. and so it felt more accessible to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I started listening to uh, more news podcasts. Like and BBC. 
yeah, I listen to a lot of BBC because they're a great resource for like a object, a national perspective. Yeah, kind of international. international. Yeah, exactly. That's so what I meant. Yeah. they just they don't care what's going on here. They don't have an angle. They don't have a dog um, in the fight. Exactly. So, to speak. so yeah. they'll just you know report the news, which is great. And maybe I wouldn't trust them if I was trying to get news about a British political party, but um, for the U.S. it works fine. So yeah, I started listening to that. I started listening to other political podcasts that do commentary and stuff like that. And yeah, just reading more and. Uh, talk having more conversations about it yeah 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 one i would also say like one thing that i really admire about you is you also aren't just like a you aren't just like a a a presidential election uh political interest person you're also very compared to like the average uh, citizen i would say you're more involved in local elections um, or in, or at least at the very, or at the very least informed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that's something that I'm working on, like specifically local. Yeah. I feel like local, it's really hard to understand what's going on. Like it's hard to get a good news source for that. Or if it even so, matters, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it does really, I think yeah. your local stuff matters more than national stuff because your, the weight of your vote and opinion is so much greater than it is nationally, but anyway. I just, I just, my mind just immediately goes to like Leslie No, yeah, Leslie No, and like, <laughs> and like, uh, Pawnee, yeah, like, what is it, like, town hall, town hall meetings, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. I have like participated in a few, like, uh, yeah, town hall style meetings mm-hmm. online, so that's fun, but and I should also say. I don't know, maybe this doesn't have anything to do with it, but to me, I, there's a connection there. Uh, there's this constellation in my mind of like, okay, so you're you're interested in local politics, and you're also a volunteer at our local library. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think the library is so important, and this might, I mean, yeah, I just we don't need to get into that, but yes, be involved in your community and know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like. It feels like people only quote unquote care when it really matters and when it's a presidential election. But it's like, even then it's like, do you really, I mean, it almost feels like, and I want to be, I want to avoid this at all costs, which Mm -hmm. is like being, you know, passionate about something that I don't even know anything about. Right. And I think that's what you actively try to avoid. 100%. (laughs) Where it's just like you know, you're just on fire and you don't know why and whatever, but okay. So, um, I do want to say, so like a couple of things like that, that you made me think, think of in, in all of that, which is you said you, you were surprised Donald Trump got elected. And as was I, I think like a lot of people was stunned. I think the media was saying, you know, all the polls indicated otherwise, right? Like it was going to go to Hillary, but like, I think what's interesting, and this is something I learned in like my government 101 class in high school is like, and this is important to keep in mind, um, but like historically, every presidential election swings the opposite. Like it really does kind of seem like for the most part, like um, it's just something to keep in mind. Like on average, um, it's going to go Republican for one term or often, I mean, let's be real. Like 
the chances of Trump getting reelected are pre- are pretty. They're kind of in his he favor. Has a chance. He has a chance, but I'm just saying like most presidents get reelected. Yeah. And and so what I'm saying is like when you kind of zoom out and you look at like like all I'm saying is like it goes blue, it goes red, it goes blue, it goes red, it goes it kind of goes back and forth. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if Trump got reelected, but in that case, I remember thinking like okay, we just had 8 years of Obama <laughs> and uh and love Obama. I think everyone's like, oh, I just wish I had Obama again. I um, wish I would have been paying attention more then. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But all that to say, I just think at the time I'm like, okay, the the chances of, you know, red coming into the White House is, is more likely. Um, and I I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, I don't know. I fe- it almost feels like the, what is it? The Democratic... Uh, the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. Yes. It like it almost felt like because like, I, I don't know, like I want a woman president probably as much as any feminist does. <laughs> like Right. Um Well you are a feminist. I thank you. Yes. Um that's something I I actually care about. Yeah. Um but I just I mean, I don't know, like it just gosh, I hate to say it, but like let's be real. There is like a very sexist uh it just felt like maybe that wasn't the time, guys, to freaking oh. to try to make a feminist stand. And I'm not. And again, also like I to kind of bring that up to where we are now with with Biden. Yeah. Like I remember specifically saying to you, like when the DNC uh, nominated nominated is that the correct term? When, yeah. D, when when the DNC nominated Biden, do you remember my reaction? I was just like, ugh. Yeah. Like kind of like and it, and like you said like there were some people that we were pretty excited about. Um, yeah. I didn't it, yeah. It's funny cuz Oregon their our primaries are in May. Um so I mean Biden essentially locked in his not his nomination in March. Yeah. And then our primaries were in May, but I did take that opportunity to vote for who I really wanted to vote for. Is that Warren? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I voted for Elizabeth Warren in the Yeah. Uh, and don't come at me about it. <laughs> I'm not an extreme left person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, she was just exciting, but Totally. But what I'm what I'm trying to aim at here is like I remember at the time being like, ugh, like Biden like not exciting, like um and I mean what's funny, like even before all this, I remember with Biden in particular like um and I remember hearing on like hearing Republicans talk about Biden like they were like, "Oh yeah, Biden, he's just kind of like this this like harmless, like his brand is kind of dorky. Like right. he's just like a, I remember specifically hearing on Donald Miller's podcast, like he was talking with some political incumbent or whatever. And was like, how can he get away with all this stuff? And this was way before he was ever like, uh, you know, a nominee. Yeah. And, and it, and he was just like, well, his brand is, that's his brand. He lives up to his brand. He like, He's just kind of like this silly, like goofy dude, like super like, nice. Yeah, so well, nice. I'm just thinking of like, <laughs> I got hairy legs. I got, yeah. I, I, and it's like just like weird stuff like that. And it's just funny to like to juxtapose that, like that was the tone at the time. But now it's like he's a creepy pedophile. Like right. there's like shit like that where it's like. Anyway, I just think what's interesting about so you know the DNC nominating. Hillary, I feel like strategically, it's almost like 
and I remember wanting them. I remember being stoked on Bernie. I was like, why didn't they like nominate Ber-? like he's somebody we can get people can get excited about like, um, and I know like whatever he's like a democratic socialist or whatever like pe- people hate that. Um, please don't email me. Um, but I but now I think strategically like. I'm like, oh, actually, it was really smart for you to choose Biden, not only because he's a former vice president, but because he's moderate. And the fact that like, I just feel like, and here's where it's come down to, this has actually really helped me kind of refocus and kind of take a step back and be like, okay, as we, whatever, there's so much we can get focused on and lost on issues. But it's like, my biggest question that I've been asking lately in this in in deciding who to vote for is like and honestly asking yourself this like who has the chance at unifying our country more mm-hmm. biden or trump and i feel like number one that should be a no-brainer but really that <laughs> but i just think like biden is so moderate and i remember in like this whole like rhetoric on the right right now where it's like it's a Trojan horse for the radical left. And you know, you're going to see, you know, especially with all the riots, like you're going to see everything's going to look like Portland and we live in Oregon. Right. (laughs) So, but um, I just think like strategically it was really smart for the DNC to nominate Biden uh, just because I feel like he actually does have a chance, not only because he's a former vice president, but beyond that, I just do think that when I look at Trump and I look at Biden and I hear what each has to say it's like and i feel like that's a thing that he says a lot biden says a lot it's like i'm going to be an american president i don't see blue states or red states yeah i see american states and uh, and 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 that's the thing is like the thing that really rubs me the wrong way with trump is he only cares about his base and and i would even say he actually only cares about himself yeah and by extension his base because of what they can do for him well, and he's so stroke his ego yeah, well, and I feel like he only, he just says the most divisive stuff. Like, he's, for a president, he's so divisive. He says the most inflammatory stuff. He's so unpresidential. And some people, like, that's the draw. That's the appeal. Like, he, you know where you stand. And I get that. Like, yeah. we don't want bullshit. Like, dude, look at the name of our podcast. Like, we don't, you know, we want honesty. We want to know. We want authentic people. We, But gosh, I mean, I remember in 2016 in particular being like the thing that was most uh, that I was most weary of with Trump in particular was I just felt like I'm like, you want this guy in front of like in charge of nuclear codes? Like he's so volatile. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and I mean, it was really interesting. Again, going back to that, like uh, Rogan Kanye uh, thing like specifically with Kim Jong Un, there's like he was saying like it actually does take like a a certain like they actually respect each other because they have equal temperaments. So what does that say about Trump? He's a little bit of a dictator, right? <laughs> so I guess yeah, yeah. No, I see where you're going with that. I, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I understand. Like you said, I get the draw of putting someone in who isn't a career politician. Yeah. Um, and I. I also think that that's appealing, mm-hmm. you know, but not, well, not right now. Like it's, it's gone terribly. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion. It, it, for some people, it's gone better than ever. What What are you talking about? Like, what's gone terribly? His presidency. Trump's oh, presidency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand the appeal. I just don't think he's the right person to do it. Because also, Reagan was an actor. He was a Hollywood man before he was president. And he did a great job. <laughs> yeah, but he was also an elected official in a local yeah. government before yeah, that. So yeah, he yeah. had some experience. Right. Um, and he wasn't nearly as polarizing. Totally. But that's the thing is like, honestly, like, and I know I've said shit that's like, dude, fuck this guy. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not a president. Yeah. He's like, he's actively pitting Americans against each other. He's not unifying yeah. the nation. And and I know everyone says this, but it's like, it does feel this way where it does feel like we're more polarized and divided than ever. Yeah, and, definitely. And I feel like that has everything to do with with who are who's governing over our nation right now. But gosh, and I've even heard people say like, we get the presidents that we deserve and that's a hard po- a pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just, gosh, like... It, it's just set me down a weird dark path, but, um, I, I just, gosh. So like, like, let's back up a little bit. So I think what kind of led to even us wanting to have this talk on this podcast in particular, spiritual podcast, you know, yeah, Christian podcast, whatever, uh, is, is it very much is no longer just about politics. Um, I mentioned earlier, like him holding up a picture of a Bible during, the holding up a Bible, yeah. What did I say? A a holding picture. up a picture of a Bible? <laughs> Sorry. That'd be even better. Well, the picture of him, yeah, holding up a Bible, yeah. His excuse That'd be would be, well, I don't want it to get dirty. It's a, it's the holy word. <laughs> uh, I would actually probably respect that more. <laughs> no, but like in the heat of everything happening with George Floyd, a pandemic, um, these protests... Here he is holding up a Bible. Upside down. <laughs> well, regardless, I, I don't want to latch on to that so much, but just like, let's just look at what it objectively, why is the president during a protest while people are, again, peacefully protesting? I mean, don't argue with me on that. Like you can, there's this article uh, in the Washington Post about the priest, like giving her account of that, I think is it St. John's? Yeah. Like how the police forced her off of church grounds for Trump's photo op. Like that. So the reason why we're talking about this is it's no longer just about politics. And I would argue that the church, the bride of Christ is very much in bed with the Republican party. And that worries me as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. That is what freaks me out most. And, you know, you look at, I mean, you go into the Bible and you look at, you know, Caesar. It's like you have these gospel accounts and you have these letters of the early church and, you know, in in Rome. And it's like the closer the gospel gets to power, the more corrupt it becomes. And I just see this. It, I think it, I vaguely saw this around 2016 and and whatever, where it was like you saw this uh, blurring the lines of church and state. Yeah. Um, 
but now I feel like it couldn't be more apparent. Yeah. And and again, we have photo evidence. <laughs> like, why do you think he's doing that, dear yeah. listener? Why is he holding up a Bible um, just moments before or just moments after um, him saying he's going to freaking sick our, the National Guard on his own citizens? Yeah. Like, this is this is the chaos that is ensuing because of this man's presidency. Like, right. and obviously this is steeped in like tons and tons of racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and again, like, mo- like, let's also like have some perspective here. When did this happen? This happened around June, June 3rd. Um, I mean, at least that's when this article came out. Um, or just around that time, like, and and November is happening. So it's like, it's right on the brink of an election. Like let's make no mistake about it. Here's a, here's a sitting president who's up for getting reelected, you know? And it's just, anyway, I'm trying not to spin my wheels here, but it's just like, that is what freaks me out is like, just at the beginning, you and I were talking about like, okay, if you're a Christian, you vote Republican. Yeah. And, here the president is holding up a Bible. Why is he doing that? Yeah. What does that mean? Right. And then you even see pictures of him in the church. And, and even just recently, like, <laughs> um, is, like he's at, uh, is it the Las Vegas, whatever? He, he, there's that video of him in that church yeah. and the, and the church leaders prophesying over him right. and, and validating that. Yeah. We're going to see you win again. We're going to see you, you know, which honestly, like I wouldn't mind playing right now (laughs) uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard it, Um, maybe we don't have to, but either way, like there's all of these connections where, um, where it's just, it's disturbing. And, um, and I consider myself a person who loves God, who wants to see uh, who wants to see peace on earth, yeah. who wants to see, uh, you know, the earth as it is in heaven, that, you know, the kingdom come, your will be done, all that stuff. Um, and it's just disturbing. I don't know. Like that was really, I don't know. That was kind of like the final nail in the coffin. Like it really had a lot to do with like the, whatever the, him not like outright, um, you know, calling out blatant racism yeah. and killing a man in public, yeah. a black man in public like that. Um, but it's just also this church stuff. Like I, you know, s- sorry to keep bringing up like me posting on Facebook, but like, I'm like, take a good hard hard look church. Like I remember posting that photo. Yeah. Uh, this is your president. Like if you don't see what's wrong with this image, I doubt we share the same God. Like yeah. the fact and people and people freaked out on on that. But it's like I'm not saying oh, it's because it's Trump. I'm saying why is he doing this? Like yeah. he, anyway, he's using he's commandeering the gospel for his political agenda. And that is an issue. And that and But like, only in in name. Like he's yeah. only saying that. Yeah. He's only saying stuff. He doesn't show it through his actions. I I have a hard time believing that he knows much about Christianity or the Bible or God or 
well, even just, just recently, like apparently he, he now identifies as a non-denominational, non-denominational Christian. That's funny. I don't know if you saw that. Like, yeah. uh, but it's like, that's his base too. Like, yeah. so I'm not just saying like, it's just white supremacists or whatever. I do think that's part of his base, but we as evangelicals, um, I don't know if I'm an ex-evangelical, <laughs> like that's a whole thing, but yeah. Uh, we as evangelicals are responsible for this man being president. That is like, that is a, like we have this, we have so much power in Washington and getting people elected. And I, as a, <laughs> as a dedicated follower of Jesus and vote it voted for Biden. Mm -hmm. Like, and apparently, oh, but you can't be a Christian and vote for Biden. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and some would even say that, not only that, uh, but I am, I am actively going against the will of God. Yes. 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 Do you remember that? Per I'm not going to name names, but do you remember that thing I sent you? Somebody sent me a, a link uh, while I was at work this week. Um, they said the truth. Oh yeah. And it was just this video. I didn't even watch it, and but the headline is, uh, a courageous priest speaks the truth about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm. I actually kind of want to listen to it right now. I don't want to do that. That's going to stress me out. Can we please listen <laughs> to it? I don't want to. Oh, babe. <laughs> no. All right. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do a live reaction video. Well, hold on. I just want to see how long it is. We don't have to. Okay. Ugh. But. Is it 24 it's minutes? It's 26 minutes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. They're always 20-something minutes. But, okay. So, literally, somebody who I know, uh, and don't talk to you. We're not close. Yeah. Uh, like sent that to me in a text. And by the way, this person also has been messaging me like on in on yeah. Messenger and I've been ignoring. But all that to say, like people are actively like, this is the truth. Because I've been yeah. very outspoken about like, here's why I'm voting for Biden. Um, and I would even just love to kind of share this a little bit. Um Unless you had something you wanted to speak to. Well, I was going to say that I um, I don't know that Trump has necessarily started anything new. I just think he's uncovered a lot of issues totally. in the country and in the church. Um, because I, we can all admit that the Republican Party and the evangelical church have been pretty synonymous for a few decades. And so... I think he's just kind of highlighted or made those things worse. Uh, people have really I think he's dug revealed their it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know that that's like I'm not gonna. He's not solely responsible for to it. Him. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So yeah, I just I think my biggest problem with that line of thinking that Christians vote Republican is that I feel like it's lazy. I feel like people just aren't willing to examine yeah. the things that they believe because I think if you do you're going to be knocked off your horse a little bit like yeah. your high horse a lot of the time like yeah. because the things that I believe about Jesus and the church I see a lot more in other forms of political thinking you yeah. know like well, not, and loving it's not just, other people and and it's not just mutually exclusive to one party like I feel like I've seen both parties equally misrepresent the heart of God. Uh, but in this case, like I would say Biden is the more Christ-like option. <laughs> um, 
And uh, so actually what you made me think of is um, there's this quote that somebody shared and I actually just thought it was a really, it was interesting for this podcast. It just says this, why when Jesus talks about feeding the poor, a big thing that Jesus talked about, it's Christianity, but when a politician does it, it's socialism. I wonder what you think about that. Yeah. And I think that kind of is the heart of what I'm trying to say. Like we just get really entangled in uh, labels. Yeah. Even the word Christian. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the only thing there, there is one thing that I know for sure about God and what Jesus taught. And that is that we have to love one another. Yeah. And for me, that does not look like calling people out on their sin or telling them that if they're gay, they're going to go to hell. That is not what that looks like. Yeah. For me, it's or guilting them. you. Exactly. Shaming them over abortion, exactly. which we've seen a lot recently. Oh, so much of. Yeah. And so for me, I'm just going to love people. I'm going to love them when they make choices I agree with and when I, they make choices I don't agree with. And I'll, I will say, like, I support gay marriage. I, you know... I don't want to make it sound like how dare you? I don't, <laughs> which is how that was kind of coming out in my head. So, um, yeah, I like, I support gay marriage. Well, let's just put that one out there. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to regret that one in 10 years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, but even that, like, let's just, let's, let's camp out there for a minute. That even just recently kind of took some, it took a while to, and I think I would, I would argue that you've, held that for a long time mm-hmm. but you've just been more recently like uh, you've identified that like oh i am affirming and that i am you know what i'm saying like that i yeah. that i accept <laughs> not just accept but like anyway yeah yeah I, well and my main point here is that i think it's really arrogant of anyone to say that they know exactly how god thinks about a certain political issue yeah. or that it like really matters to him all that much you know so uh, i'm never going to be in that position of saying like well your faith rides on who you vote for yeah in this one election i'm not going to tell someone that and yeah. i've gotten that so much and it's been really discouraging yeah or i've just seen it and here's something that people need to know you need to know that the things that you comment on Facebook or the things that you say on Facebook, other people can see them, whether they acknowledge it or not. Mm -hmm. So I read random person's comment on something and it's discouraging to me and it colors the way that I see them. So people need to be aware that people, other people are Are watching what you say. No, 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 I'm not. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm saying that every time somebody says you can't be a Christian and X, Y, Z, it hurts. Yeah. 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 You need to be aware of that. And also, well, and it's lazy. that's not your call. Yeah, like you said, yeah, it's lazy. Exactly. You need to examine the things that the church is telling you to believe. And you need to examine the things. And vote that, your conscience. Yeah, vote your values. That's yes, great. Yes. But, but be certain in them. But, and I would, and but that's the thing is like as fervently against Trump as I am, I would never go to the point where, I would never go to the point where you're voting for Trump. You're evil. Right. You're, you're going against the will of God. Yeah. You are absolutely like, I would never shame somebody over that. No. Um, as much as I detest him <laughs> in right. every way. Right. Um, but I will say this. So in keeping with the theme of the show. So as we talk about doubt 
as we talk about deconstruction, as we talk about all of this stuff, the, the in all these conversations that we've had, I mean, this is like what, like episode 29 or what at 28. Um, I, the, one of the things that that's been really fascinating to me that's come up in a lot of people's deconstruction is actually they can pinpoint a lot of their issues with the church, with what they believe about God, all this stuff with specifically Trump. And I mm-hmm. think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like, I think you said it's not necessarily his fault, but it is revealing a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's definitely pronouncing some stuff for people right. where it's making it abundantly clear. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't like, you know, we just talked about abortion, we've, which we've gotten on, on in, gotten in on, on the show. We talked, we've talked about gay, <laughs> you know, gay marriage or uh, whatever. Like, I think what's been interesting about that is I do think it's it's pushing people. Trump is, <laughs> and I'll give him credit for here, and I've I've shared this with you. The one thing that I feel like I can really thank Trump for is, and actually mean it and be grateful for, is I feel like he's made me um, identify what I believe more. And he's also like, and I do, like you said, I do with politics, it is important to be engaged. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been more engaged <laughs> with politics and I absolutely attribute that to him. Yeah. Um, and so there's something to be thankful for, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, when I talk to a lot of people, atheists, um, people who are kind of more on the fence, agnostic, uh, people who are just kind of doubting Thomas's over here or whatever, <laughs> like, they're struggling in their faith or they just don't know what they believe. They're figuring it out. Yeah. A lot of them do attribute it to Donald Trump and the church supporting Donald Trump. Exactly. Exactly. And that is really interesting. So yeah, I think that the church needs to take a good hard look at totally. And, and I, I mean, I shared this recently uh, on the, on our Instagram with for for refreshingly honest Christian, it was that picture of Sean Fute kind of like putting his arm on uh reaching across several rows of people yeah i think are they they in the oval office either way there's a ton of christian leaders surrounding him yeah Uh, like carrie job like big names brian houston like um and they're surrounding him and (laughs) and uh anyway we i like made a meme where it's like we have you know the woman who's been suffering from bleeding for 12 years Mm -hmm. in the bible and she's like if only I could touch the hem of his garment, yeah. I might be healed. Like touching Jesus is like, cause that's what Sean Feud's doing. Yeah. But it's like, I make that direct comparison. Cause I'm like, look y'all, you are making Donald Trump your savior. Yeah. And like I shared, I, you know, I shared that recently. I'm like, some of y'all look this desperate, like, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and they treat it as such. Like, and I feel like that's why people are doing crazy shit. Like sending me links yeah. To things unprompted without relationship uh, or very little to none. Uh, so many people have told us that we've been deceived. Totally. Totally. <laughs> it's just nuts. So it is. I mean, I do want to, I, I mean, we've already gone on quite a while here, but I do want to, um, I do want to kind of land the land here a little bit and kind of um, talk about like why I decided Biden over Trump. Um, 
And I'd love for you to speak on that. And then we can kind of get into maybe a little bit more specifics. Um, but then we'll turn it over to listeners uh, and hear from other people, get some different perspectives. Uh, <laughs> so um, I just want to share this. So August 1st, it's so weird that I can like kind of have like a weird like timeline with this stuff. Yeah. But I shared this. I just said, going to post and ghost on this one. Um, you know, I said, generally, I like to remain pretty apolitical, but man, oh, man, uh, you know, I'm beginning to lose faith in the current administration. <laughs> uh, anyway, I say Biden, at least for me, is like the ugly girl at the kissing booth. I'm not thrilled to kiss her, but in this case, uh, but in this scenario, I'm a nerdy prepubescent teenager who's never been kissed and would really like to kiss somebody. Anyone other than Trump, that is. Uh, if Biden is ugly, then Trump is hideous. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that opinion has already been made abundantly clear by now, but to make it clear, I'm voting for Biden. I'm out in the open with it because I'm not making the same mistake as I did in 2016, quietly keeping it to myself. So that's the difference. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016, but I did keep it very under wraps, like yeah. whatever, which is fine. But I did say this. I said, if Trump space is going to be as flamboyant and obnoxious with its MAGA flags on the backs of their trucks, then I'm happy to place this thing as my profile picture. I have like Joe, whatever, yeah. Schmo. Um, November is but a blink away. I mean, geez, yeah, nine days away now. Yeah. Um, go out and vote, please. Uh, like all the others, this election matters. But this one in particular is uniquely different. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, we're at a crucial point in our nation's history. What happens in this next next election cycle, I believe, will des- define us for generations to come. That said, this is a good post. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this aged well. This aged well. Uh, that said, I'm taking the lesser of two evils, in quotes. It's a flawed system, but it's the system we've got, and you've got to kiss somebody. Uh, who's it going to be? Olga or Medusa? It's a weird comparison. Like, Olga is just like an ugly. I get it. Yeah. If, whatever. Yeah. Uh, at least Olga, Olga won't turn you into stone. Not stoked to vote for Biden. This was before he nominated uh, or selected Kamala selected Harris, Kamala Harris yeah. as his VP. Stoked about Kamala. We haven't even talked about her yet. Um, not stoked to vote for Biden, but if it means getting Trump out of office, then by all means, I'll vote for Biden any day of the week. God bless. And then America. America. So, gosh, all the freaking people came out again on that one. But um, so, I mean... I do kind of, I do feel like I, what I like about that and sharing that is just, it does kind of encapsulate, kind of clues you in on like where I'm at with why I'm voting for Biden is like, part of it is, it's kind of like anyone but Trump, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and by default, like, that's kind of how I feel. Um, and there's a lot of things wrong with Trump that I don't like, which yeah. we've already talked about. Um, but maybe we could speak to... I don't know, like we can kind of get into some specifics like um I don't know, like what are you what are you hearing over there? Like what do you wanna where do you wanna take this from from here? Yeah. Um I mean I, even if you want to speak to that, like Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it doesn't feel much to me that I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. Like I've I've I want to vote for, for Biden, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm more excited to say, vote for him now than I was in August. Like August I agree 1st. with that. Yeah. 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 Well, and it was, he w- was definitely not my first choice of the, 
people of the Democrats running. Right. There were a few that I was excited about, and he was not necessarily one of them, mostly just because he's old and white, you know? And I'm just, like, <laughs> over it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I I am not... We do want to break that glass ceiling. We do want to do that, but... Yes. Yeah. In my lifetime, please. But also, <laughs> let's get Trump out of office. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's a big part of it. I, I was pretty determined to vote for a Democrat going into the election. I'll be honest about that. Mm. But it's not even because I just don't like Trump as a person, which I don't. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can be an unlikable person and still get some good things done in office. And it's not because Trump hasn't done anything. You know, he has done stuff. It's that stuff that I don't agree with. It's his policies that I don't agree with. Um, Yeah. A lot of them. I I didn't feel like he had done any like I was kind of on that train of well he just hasn't done anything until recently when I listened to like literally a list of things that he's done. No, he's definitely done. Yeah. (laughs) He has gotten a lot of stuff done. And that's the problem with a lot of Democrats in particular is they they could not for the life of them admit a single good thing about him that he's done. Like Yeah, yeah. And yeah, not all of it has been bad. I will say that. Like yeah. he's he's done some good things. Every president does things that I agree with and things that I don't agree totally. with. In this case, the things that I don't agree with outnumber the things that I agree with. Yeah. And he's not a good person. Yeah. He's a liar. Yeah. He does not believe in the Christian values that he claims to. Yeah. And he's just gross. Like he man, he's just gross. So yeah, I was not going to be voting for Trump. Yeah. Um, I was not going to be voting for a third party like I did last election because, um, yeah, I felt like it mattered to vote for someone who, like you said, stands a chance of winning. So, Which, I by was, the way, I'm not stoked about. It's just the system no, we have. No, yeah. And again, like there, there needs to be steps leading up to a viable third party option, um, which I won't get into my policy details here, but... <laughs> Right. Vote for Tess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all that to say, there were other Democrats I was more excited about. But I am really excited that he's chosen Kamala Harris. I know she has her, everybody has their problems. So everybody needs to stop preaching at me the problems they see with Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Yeah. Because I know those. Like, I, they've done stuff I agree with and stuff I don't agree with. Well, and let's let's be real, like, Here's another thing that I think is absolutely infuriating. There are lies in these debates. There yeah. are absolutely like I've like, you know, like whatever. This is a silly example, but like fracking, like, yeah, um, like but Joe Biden has claimed to be like not against fracking yeah. or yeah. And like whatever. So like I we see the issues, too. I'm not saying so yeah. in that case, I do see like the issues. I do see like. He's not a perfect candidate. Yeah. But in comparison. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and people. Yeah. People say, well, he's accused of sexual harassment. It's like, OK, yeah, he's been accused by one person, whereas Trump has been accused by like 26. Oh, so. and we've literally got him on tape of saying like, yeah, I just grab him by the pussy. Totally. Totally. Like, Okay, <laughs> you know, but okay, anyway, all that to say, sorry, you you were saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, so that's why I'm voting for Joe Biden. There are things about him that I really do like. I think he's a nice guy and that's important to me. Yeah. Even if that's silly, like that's important. To, decency is important to me. So, well, yeah. I know what you're going to, you're thinking of. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people say he's not decent, but again, like I know 
he has a history of making racist remarks. I know he has a weird thing with like sniffing hair or whatever, but still it's like, I, I just think he's the, he's the better option in my yeah. book. Yeah. Well, and I've even seen recently somebody say, I hope some of y'all can keep the same, hold the president accountable energy. Yeah. You know, if Biden does get elected and I, I do feel like for me, I'm not just worried about like, okay, because at this point we don't know who's going to win and, and let's face it. Trump absolutely has a chance at, at winning, getting reelected for some, for some people that's a godsend. They're going to be so happy. Right. Yeah. But for me, I, that is like my nightmare. Right. (laughs) Um, but I feel like for me, like it is no longer just about like, okay, that's the finish line nine days. Like, although I do feel that way, I do, I do feel this, the genie is out of the bottle in the sense that like, I feel like I, we, I feel like for the most part, a lot of Americans have been pretty asleep at the wheel and we're even seeing record turnouts of younger voters coming and yeah. vo- voting in early or, or, you know, early voting. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. And I hope that we can kind of keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I do think accountability matters mm-hmm. and I hope, and again, like we're not saying Joe Biden is perfect. Yeah. Um, even Kamala Harris, I'm thinking of like, even in the debates, like yeah. she called them on some shit, like totally. And like, <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about their dynamic is that they're able to get over it yeah. and work together. They really seem like they're operating as a team. Whereas like Trump, if you say something bad about him, he's going to hold it against you and call you stupid, petty names on Twitter yeah. for the rest of your life or for the rest of his life. Cause like he's out know. to get you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's always blame, blame, blame and red state, blue state and Nancy Pelosi and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't like that. I just think it's petty and, and childish and I'm ready for that to be done. Yeah. Do you mind if I share a quote of yours that I'm just, as I'm going through my timeline, I actually shared something of yours. You don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. (laughs) But you said, by the way, Tess Metcalf, great follow on Twitter. Oh, please don't shout out my Twitter. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. I only have 25 followers and I get to say whatever I want. So I just wanted to. I love following you and I do tend to share a lot of what you, but I, anyway, in this case, I just loved what you had to say. So it just says this, I'd warn against simplifying someone disagreeing with your point of view to they've been fooled by the media. Have a conversation with them, like what we're having here. Figure out why they believe what they believe. Sometimes people have good reasons for disagreeing with your point of view, and you could learn something. That's a novel concept. Isn't it? What do you think about that as you hear it now? I think it was very well written and (laughs) very wise. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, oh my gosh. I don't know. I... It's been a really exhausting election season. And again, like I, I've said a few times, I love politics, but it, a lot of the joy of it has been taken. <laughs> a lot of the joy I find in politics has been taken out by this election season because it's just been so, so stressful and divisive. Yeah. And um, people just want to argue with everything that you say. Yeah. And I also feel a lot of pressure as a young woman. I'm 25. Um, I've grown up in the church. I have a lot of connections on Facebook with older uh, very conservative people. Yeah. And I feel like they talk down to me a lot. And so I just, that's another reason why I don't post a lot of my opinions on Facebook. I post a lot of my opinions on Twitter, which is why I don't want people to follow me on Twitter. Oh, right, right. Uh, Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) I, 
Don't follow Tess. Don't. You should go private now. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to like have one viral moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I just like, I don't know. What was I saying? A lot of conservatives. Like you typically don't share things because yeah, you do yeah, feel yeah. talked so down to. Yeah, I do. I do. And at the same time, I also see a lot of people very confidently sharing their opinion on a conspiracy theory that has been debunked. So my main point of that was do your own research. Yeah. Like, don't tell me that I'm wrong for <laughs> voting for Joe Biden because George Soros is actually this like money right. man behind it all when like that's not true. Or you've been. <laughs> yeah, you've been duped by the media. It's like, no, yes. I've like, I, yeah, I've heard you say that. Yes. Like, don't well, tell me. Okay, I'm, yes. Yeah. People like so many of these uber conservative people have told me that I've been deceived by the media and I haven't, <laughs> I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. you think I'm just pulling headlines off of CNN right. and I'm not right. I read so much and I listen to so many different sources. I even once a week read some articles from Fox news because I want to understand both sides. Right. Like I exhaust myself. Yeah figuring out what I believe on these topics. Yeah. But that's how quick people are to kind of write you off. Even that photo that I shared of Trump, like if you don't see anything wrong with this, him holding up a Bible, they're like, fake news. It's like, this is a picture. You cannot argue this picture. Like it's a picture. I literally, I didn't even take the picture itself. I remember I saved it from somebody else screen, like taking a picture. And I'm like, reality check, just so you know, bro, I don't, I don't go to CNN for my news, but either way, it is this weird thing where we kind of, I love how like impassioned this podcast is, by the way. Like, (laughs) I don't think we've, I, in all the things that like I've gotten into on this show, like it's weird how, whatever, but it is interesting. And I will say this too, babe. So like one thing I've noticed in, in that where you're, and maybe that is, I mean, that really, gosh, that really. I mean, we've, one of the things that we've talked about so far is like, you tend to like, I don't want to say shy away, but you tend mm-hmm. to hold back a little bit more yeah. of your personal opinions. Um, and I feel like that a lot of that has to do with our age. Like I've even, yeah. you've seen that with me. Like people come at me like, oh, oh, you're young, you'll learn. Yeah. Like, and that's, oh my God, fuck you, by the way, if that's yeah. you. <laughs> um, but like as a woman, like, yeah, it's weird how like, Men often look down on on the things that I say, or they try to teach me, which is r- real fucking so condescending. Annoying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I just don't have time for it. And I, because I spend all my time actually researching stuff, you know, so that's really condescending and really terrible. And I know they don't do it intentionally. Well, it's hard. To, yeah, no, I know. I what know you they're mean. not doing it because i'm a woman it's just like they're mansplaining to you on purpose yeah yeah yeah. but that's i mean it is annoying um well one thing that you said too is like trump's a liar yeah and that's a big part of it too for me like integrity matters (laughs) like your word matters and even um again just kind of combing through like (laughs) the whole I mean, it's so weird how like, especially with the pandemic, everything just gets so blurred. So I'm actually really thankful to have like a record of this crap. Right. So like, if you'll remember this, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance during the Democratic National Convention. Do you remember that? Yeah. How the, like. In in one of them, they skipped under God. Well, okay. So uh, Trump tweeted this, said the Democrats, the Democrats took the word God. Fuck you. 
Like, why is he doing this? Again, like, are we so stupid to think that God, or excuse me, Donald Trump isn't using our faith uh, to... Like, against us uh, to get our vote. Yeah, as like a political pawn. Like, how gross is that? Like, can we not seriously see this? And by the way, like, politicians pander. That's nothing new. But like, has it ever been so blatant? Anyway, he says this. The the Democrats took the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance at the Democrat National Convention. At first, I thought they made a mistake, but it wasn't. It was done on purpose. Remember, evangelical Christians and all, in caps, this is where they are coming from. It's done. Vote November 3rd. And, by the way, fact check, that's not true. Yes, it did happen where, um, like, a few, like, instances where... (laughs) Um, and here, I'll just pull this up. So like a couple, like whatever I've like Snopes, like fact checked. Um, there was times where it was omitted, but it wasn't like this huge like thing. It was, um, it was done mostly as an inclusive measure because there were people of other religions there. And honestly, I think that's what Jesus would do in this situation. He's not here to force religion upon anyone yeah you know and this goes back to like loving your neighbor like what's going to make them feel most comfortable right well okay so so what's true about it is the phrase under god Uh was omitted from at least at least two uh like recitations of the pledge of allegiance um at individual caucus meetings during the dnc um and so like and also if you want to pinpoint what these are like they were at LG, at an LGBT uh, caucus meeting mm-hmm. uh, with Dr. Marissa Richmond, a DNC delegate who identifies as trans transgender and teaches women's studies. If we can't if we can't wrap our minds around why somebody like that would have difficulty with saying God, yeah, um, under or one nation under, under God, yeah, yeah, like that's hefty. We've got a much larger issue here. So like that, and that's the rhetoric of Trump is like he's trying to make it sound like, you know, the Democrats. They're a godless nation. They're going to take, you know, like they're going to take God out of whatever. Like, yeah, (laughs) like I just want people to open their eyes and just realize like, you know, he's trying to manipulate you and to pander to your faith. Like totally. um, Well, and it's frustrating because like, to be honest, I don't, I don't need my government to be Christian. Right. I don't need them to share the same faith as me. Yeah. I just need them to govern fairly and govern based on what? a majority of U S citizens feel they should like make, you you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Well, Um, and that's the thing is like, like, (laughs) like the whole idea that like we're a Christian nation or whatever. Like I know a lot of people are like, you know, we need to, we need to make America great again or whatever. And it's like, okay, not everyone in our country believes in God. This podcast has shown that. Yeah. And so like, Gosh, again, like, do you realize how many things have been, like, done in the name of God that, like... Totally. Specifically to our queer brothers and sisters, like... Yeah. Like, if we can't understand that, like, why somebody would do that... Again, like, he's trying to... It's misleading at best. Like, he's Mm -hmm. trying to make it sound like the Democrats are actively... But it's, again, that's not true. So... Yeah. Well, and I will just say, like, do you... We're trying to have it both ways. Mm. We're trying to force our religion upon everyone else by having a Christian government. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to have a free nation. Right. <laughs> and a free nation involves 
freedom of religion right. or freedom from religion if you want. Right. You don't have to have a religion. Yeah. And I think the most loving thing we can do, and I'm not trying to get rid of any responsibility here. Like I'm not trying to like say everyone do whatever you want because I don't want to spread the gospel. I don't want to be in charge of that. That's not what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to help create a nation that I feel from my convictions and my moral standpoint is more inclusive <laughs> is more inclusive yeah. and more comfortable and more accepting. Like, yes. And where we yeah. can have more free conversations, you know, yeah. because when everything gets locked down, people stop talking Yeah, and they don't want to talk to you about anything. If we have an inclusive nation, I can talk with a friend of mine about what I believe. Yeah. And if they agree or disagree with me, that's fine. We can still be friends and maybe that'll, you know, make an impact on them down the road that's fine yeah you know but that's not where i'm coming from yeah well and again like this idea that like okay the founding fathers like by the way not all the founding fathers like were they were running away <laughs> from a religious nation <laughs> <laughs> like like i don't know like that's the thing is like people i think a lot of christians in particular are like scared that like oh we're going against god and um you know, and oh, like the Democrats and, and it's, I mean, again, like, I just think, I believe personally that God is bigger than that. He transcends politics. Yeah. And not only that, like the gospel has always thrived under religious persecution and right. scrutiny. Right. And by the way, this isn't that. No, <laughs> like, that's not what we're currently um, experiencing. I just feel like. And if it is, we've brought it on ourselves. <laughs> right. Well, and I feel like as people of faith, like we should respect that not everybody, like I don't want to impose my religion. No, that's not my real. beliefs on other people. Like, yeah. um, gosh, it's just, it's just insane. So anyway, this idea of like, I don't know, that's just one example, but, um, here, okay. So I know this is kind of all over the place, but like, I do want to kind of touch on my prediction for this election, if that's okay. okay. Yep. I'm, I mean, we'll see what happens, but, um, <laughs> Unless you had something you wanted to touch on. I don't think so, no. Okay. Um, so my prediction for 2020, uh, this this election, is I think Biden's going to win. Okay. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and You're very brave for putting this on the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's okay. Honestly, like, I'm okay with being wrong. Like, um, I even recently shared, um, like, kind of my, I don't want to say, like, fear or, like, hopelessness, but... I do go back and forth yeah. like, and I did share this where, um, you know, like <laughs> I feel like, uh, it is scary. Like where I am, like I do go back and forth where I'm like, you know, if Trump can get elected, I, I'm very much, I can concede that. Like I, I do, I do see the people like even just, uh, this person, I just started this new job, as you know, like the person who's like training me, like was very forthright and said like, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter and I didn't even ask like, like, and <laughs> just want to get it out there. <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't even like, it was just weird. But anyway, I, I was like, Oh yeah, totally cool. Okay. Like I didn't say anything cause I'm not an asshole and I don't want to fucking stir shit up with whatever. Um, and so anyway, I see, I see it out there. I see some, yeah. I'm not in an echo chamber. I can realize I can see like whatever. Um, but anyway, I do think that Biden's going to win. And I hope that he does. Um, I do feel like 
the thing that scares me is like Trump and his base uh, won't be able to accept it. Like Trump has even said, yeah, he won't. He's gonna make things difficult. Yeah, like this whole I him against like this is a whole nother topic, but him against like mail in voting. Like he's yeah, which by the way he does. He's a hypocrite. Like he yeah. he doesn't want you to vote uh, by mail, but he himself does. That's a whole nother thing. But I do feel like, so yeah, he said like he won't accept a peaceful resignation mm-hmm. or a transition to power, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, and so anyway, I do think it's going to be close. Um, and I do think that, again, because we're in such a divided place right now, it's going it, to, we're already in a place of unrest. Like right. I'm, I'm weary. I, I'm tired of this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, and if, you know, we're in, we're in a state of turmoil. And also I'm trying not, I'm trying to get away from social media because I also know that like, maybe it just feels that way. Maybe it's not actually that bad. Right. Like actually, like I've seen stats on this where it's like, actually like not just as a nation, but like by and large, like quality of life uh, today in the world, like mm-hmm. a lot of us are better off just better off period. But it's because we're so glued to like our phones, whatever. I know you haven't seen social dilemma, but it's like, it does paint this bleak picture. Right. So I, I bear that in mind. Um, (laughs) but I don't know either way. Like I just, the thing that I'm afraid of with Biden's nomination is like, even if he does get elected, which I want to like be like stoked about and like celebrate. Um, I just feel like even then, uh, regardless of who's elected, like I'm afraid it's going to like, it's not going to fare well for any of us. I'm not saying like, oh, there's going to be a civil war or some crazy stuff like that. Like I know people have talked about that. Like, yeah. Um, but it, but I'm honestly more worried about the right than I am quote unquote, this radical left. Like the people that I'm most intimidated by are not Democrats. No, they're freaking these bully like intimidating fucking like giant trucks, giant trucks. Yeah. And and like, it's just scary. Like, um, and even like, I mean, just today, like I was scrolling through Twitter and, um, saw that video of like, uh, a Trump supporter pulls a gun out on somebody because, um, and I didn't see the full picture, like, but like somebody splashed water on this dude and he pulls a gun out on a girl. It happened here in town too at a Trump rally. Like it's, and and that's the, like, and like they were yelling at this dude, like it's water snowflake. Like, (laughs) like, uh, and so I don't know. I'm just afraid. It's just tensions are high. And honestly, no matter which way this election goes, I'm really excited for November 4th because I I don't know. November 3rd. Oh, no, the day but after. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. the day after. Yeah. Like I just, I'll probably have a hangover. That's okay. I took the day off work. Like I. <laughs> did you really? I did. Yeah. Nice. Like, <laughs> no matter. You're such a millennial which, like yeah, me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I'm just excited to not have to worry about it. And I'm excited to be able to just listen to like political podcasts without yeah. the anxiety of like what's going to happen. So. But I mean, even we, we talked today like about lame duck. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like, like I just, I'm afraid that like. Maybe I'm more excited for January 18th. I don't know. Yeah. I just like. <laughs> 2020, the the year that never ends. Like, Honestly. I don't know. Honestly. I mean, and that's the thing is like November isn't a finish line. Um, it really yeah. is just the beginning. And I'm, a, and I'm not, 
I'm trying not to live in fear necessarily, but we are in for a wild ride, regardless of how it turns out. We are. And I would just say like, while it's yes, very important to stay um, involved and stay in the know, it's okay to give yourself a break too Yeah, and ease off and maybe space out what you're listening to or reading or engaging with. Turn off the news. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fine to do that. We are get off Twitter. Yeah. We have more access and more information in our faces now more than ever. And so what helps me is remembering that, you know, two decades ago, everyone just got their news from newspapers and yeah. they weren't as well informed and everything was fine. Yeah. You know, so it's okay for me to, to take a break sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, you had asked me previously to share my resources. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so before we do that, I do want to just say this. Like, I feel like this is like a benediction, and I don't mean for it to, but um, whatever happens come November 4th, I guess, yeah. uh, when the elections are in, or the results are in, and uh, and even then, like... They're not going to be in. Probably not going to be in. <laughs> it's probably going to take a week, but yeah. uh, whatever, however this shakes out, whoever gets voted in as president, whether it's Trump or Biden. Um, I hope it's Biden. Um, <laughs> just get that last one in. Get that last one in. Um, it's just this, like my prayer for you, dear listener, <laughs> and for myself, even for us, like as we have this conversation is just like, just to hold on to wisdom, to be gracious. Um, don't let this election get the better of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am praying for you and I hope we can come out the other side uh, stronger than ever. <laughs> um, and by the way, like, I don't think if, if Biden does win, it's going to be easy, <laughs> which was the best. It's not going to fix everything. No, absolutely. And I don't view him as my savior. Um, but that was kind of a mistake of so many. It was like, oh yeah, like Hillary is a shoe in like, there's no way Trump's going to get elected. Um, but like go out, vote, have compassion for one another. Um, for me, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot in there. Like I mentioned having my first panic attack. Um, and a lot of that was like, because I felt like more than ever I had a responsibility. Gosh, I'm like trying not to cry. Um, I had, I felt like a responsibility to like speak up, especially for my, um, black brothers and sisters, like that was a big thing. Like I just felt, I'm like, you felt a weight. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's weird that this has become politicized and I know that it is for good reason, but like black lives matter. Like I was always reluctant to like get behind that. Um, not because I didn't believe black lives matter, but just cause I saw like, anyway, how, whatever, how divisive it could be. Um, or whatever, like, but I just felt this responsibility because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see more, uh, violence. Um, or racism, blatant racism, you know? Um, and so like for me, like baked into a lot of this is like, like I wrote this the other day, I said like, there's pleading, there's urging, there's gre- there's, there's, there's raging inside of me. There's grieving. Um, there's also a hope. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm I, like, I, I haven't lost hope, Yeah. but it's all in there and it's stirring. And like for you, 
for the for those of you listening, like maybe you can relate. Yeah. Maybe you can. Maybe this isn't affecting you as as deeply, but this election for me um has been a freaking cluster, man. Like and that's so weird to me because again, I've never been very political. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I'm realizing just how much it's intersecting with faith. And right. faith, I would say if there's one thing that my life you know, is marked by most, it's faith. Right. Yeah. And and following Jesus and all this stuff, right? Like Yeah, I agree with that. So that said, like, I don't know, for you, if it's like <laughs> if you're having moments of panic, worry, or fear, like, um, just know that it is a scary time um for all of us. Yeah. And as cliche as it is to say, like, um, we are in this thing together and um regardless of who gets elected president. Um, we're in this together. Like. Absolutely. And. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's hard to like see. Yeah. Cause it feels so freaking bleak and scary, but like, just know that like at the end of the day, you have control over how much love and kindness goes out into the world, you yeah. know, and especially on fucking Facebook. <laughs> Seriously. You know, like, like, I feel like the biggest thing that I've, I think I've learned is like, it's okay to, like, it doesn't, it's not always about being right. Yeah. Even like, sometimes it's just, I feel like I've, I've, there's one thing that I've not been great at is kind of like being a peacekeeper necessarily, but like peace at the sake of, I mean, I don't know. I, I think some peacekeepers like it's at all costs yeah. but like for me it's like as we see injustice as we see gosh just like all this stuff it's like there's stuff worth fighting for there's like i think of um gosh um i'm trying to think of this uh i feel so bad i can't even remember his name um john What's his name? He passed away this year. You know whom you know who I'm talking about, right? One of the the civil rights. John Lewis. John Lewis. Frick. So he, so anyway, John Lewis, like he talks about like getting into good trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um like you think of the civil rights movement and it's so weird to compare. Hi Bella, she just yawned. <laughs> Um, but you think of the civil rights movement and like all that they fought for and how inspiring that is. Um, and everyone agrees that it's inspiring. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We look back on, I have a dream. Yeah. Yeah. And we see inspiration, but, um, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's good, um, that's worth getting in trouble for you know and so fight fight for goodness totally you know like um you know i think of i think of jesus's words where he says like i come not to bring peace but a sword and it's like damn jesus (laughs) like (laughs) like peace at all costs like i don't know like be willing to rock the boat and speak up for what you believe in but i mean 
I don't know. Like it's just such a balance. Like people will hear what they need to hear. And I think some people will hear what they only want to hear and that's fine too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, before we end, end with this, like, uh, or before we move on to the next with some of the resources that you, that I'd like you to share. Um, this is the biggest thing that I want people of faith in particular to kind of be mindful of with Trump. Trump mocks his Christian supporters. There's an article in the Atlantic and uh, in private, like it's been like he, he, he actively comments about uh, religion and how it's just, he, he mark it's marked by, and even just recently, apparently he's, he's now a Christian or whatever. It's like, you know, former aides like tell, you know, say how they've heard Trump ridicule religious leaders. Um, he dismisses various faith groups. Um, and I mean, just all of that. So it's just like, just be aware, like, don't be fooled. Um, I, <laughs> I hate to even bring this one up cause I sound crazy, but, um, there's this gal on Twitter, um, Kimberly Stover. She shared this. Uh, she's now agnostic, but um, she says this. My religious indoctrination taught me that in the end times, the religious will be blinded by the Holy Spirit in a grand delusion to follow the Antichrist. That's honestly the only explanation for this insanity, and I'm an agnostic and don't even believe this stuff anymore. So I think what's interesting about that is I'm not saying Trump is the Antichrist, <laughs> But I, it's, I think it has been staggering for me to see a lot of Christians blindly follow this man. Yeah. In the, in the, like, <laughs> in the face of, like, hard facts. Right. Like, we see stuff, we, like, it's, like, you can't argue this stuff. It's not opinion. You can cry fake news all you want, but it's, like, sometimes it is like it does feel like it's there's this weird delusion where it's like and maybe it is just like party politics is not just this weird superstitious like antichrist or end times i know that can be triggering you know and that's scary for me too like we've all thought it um uh, you know depending on who you are but um if you're a christian and you're listening to this and you feel this pull to vote Republican mm -hmm. simply because of your faith, I would just challenge that. Yeah. And also ask you this, like who does Jesus want you to vote for? You know, like I think a lot of us have this again, like you said, like you've had this from an early age where it's like the default is, yeah, you just vote Republican because you know, we barely talked about it, but like abortion, it's like this linchpin. Yeah. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to this episode where we talk about abortion, uh, which I get into. Um, it's like, it's not, just realize that your faith can be used against you. Yeah. And it's not always actually, uh, Christ-like or godly, you know? Yeah. And if I can just leave you with that, you know, I mean, I just think that, 
I just hope that people can look beyond um, the this kind of like tribalistic, you know, pull to vote a certain way simply because, you know, and because again, like politicians will use it against you. And if there's anything that we can learn from this election, I hope it's that just like, don't, don't vote a certain way just because, you know, like apparently that's how you're supposed to vote. Right. Like be a little bit. (laughs) Make up your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Make up your mind. Everything you do, make up your own mind. Even if that leads to the same result, you just have to be aware of what you're voting for, why you're voting for it and do your research. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, kind of goes back to what you said, like, yeah, and figure out why people believe a certain way or why they're voting a certain way, like. Yeah, well, and a lot of this also has to do with challenging the things that you've been taught in Christianity or the way you've interpreted things you've been taught or have read in the Bible. So it takes a lot of work, it does, but once you land there, I promise it's worth it. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's, uh land this plane with some resources and then we'll move on to some um, other varying perspectives. So why don't you share uh, just kind of some resources that have been helpful for you and then uh, we'll move on to the next. Sure. Uh, Every morning I listen to the daily, which is a podcast from the New York times. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about the New York times and how they lean politically. So (laughs) all of this is just what I use. It's been helpful for me. Take it as you will. Yep. Um, so I listen to that every day. I listen to BBC Global News Podcast uh, a couple times a week. Well, and I, if I could specify with the Daily in particular, mm-hmm. um, that, epi- that episode where they do talk about uh, things that Trump has delivered on, things that he promised. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that episode that they can go to? Yeah. So I will pull it up, but they did a two-part series on the presidential candidate. So they did one on Joe Biden as well. All dead you air. Can cut this out. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was leaving it clean. You're welcome. Um, so these were on October 15th and 16th, and it was the candidates, Donald Trump's promises, the ones, the promises he made in his first campaign and mm-hmm. the promises he's kept and uh, Joe Biden's plans for his presidential term if he wins gotcha yeah cool so those are great um yeah i'd I'd say those are pretty impartial they do really good reporting the new york times and i know their newspaper can sometimes lean left um the bottom line is you're never going to find a resource that is completely void of yeah any bias um so yeah just be careful about the ones that you choose but so i love that one i listen to the bbc a couple times a week um Again, just for some outside perspective. Yeah. And that also helps because there might be a story in the news in America that's a huge deal and everyone's talking about it. And then you listen to a foreign news site, whatever, you listen to a different podcast and they touch on it for a minute and then they move on to things that are actually a big deal in other countries. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's really good perspective. Um, I do listen to Pod Save America, which is admittedly very left leaning. Totally. That one's just really fascinating to me because they were, they all work in politics. They all worked for President Obama. 
Um, and so it's just kind of a really interesting inside look to me. I don't take a ton of political advice from them. Like John um, Favreau and yep. I forget who else. John Lovett and yeah. Tommy Vitor. Yep. That's a really fun one. They're also pretty funny. So that's so that just helps. a really interesting <laughs> breakdown of the political process. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, they also talk about things that you wouldn't normally hear about just in the regular news. What else? I read Morning Brew every morning, which is a business newsletter. And that's a really interesting way to see how business and politics intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, for like news websites, I, I use Real Clear Politics, which that one's great to read a bunch of different angles on things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll go to CNN and Fox once a week or so just to see the the dueling headlines yeah because i feel like if you read those two things the truth is probably somewhere in the middle yeah and then um politifact is a great fact checking website nice perfect all right um well and i would just say this too like things that i've really liked i mean i'm not the most informed i'll admit um but i (laughs) um I really love uh, Patriot Act. I know it just it's oh, ended, yeah. but there's some really good stuff on there. Like they talk about like ranked choice voting. Yep. Um, I would encourage listeners to check that out. Like it's a great alternative for as we talk about two party systems and yada. That would be a crazy awesome thing for us as a nation to implement <clears throat> in in election cycles like this. Um, Patriot Act's really fun. I actually really like Vice News. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, it's a little bit edgier <laughs> but i feel like it's a little bit more like it's produced well it's produced well and it's like um i don't know it's it just feels a little bit more honest um you know it's a little bit more authentic bella's barking um is it axios on hbo yeah really like that um again you can accuse me of being biased that's fine we're all biased but i don't go to fox news or cnn for my news um you it's know. just a fun game that I play. Yeah. And honestly, too, <laughs> like I also just love Twitter. And granted, we all kind of get sucked into yeah. our own like little, you know, we see different things based on who we follow and it kind of creates an echo chamber in and of itself. But I've actually found with Twitter in particular, I find, I mean, there's this joke that said like, I forget what it was even referencing, but it was like, uh, Facebook's going to be pissed when they find out about this on Monday. And it was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things move at the speed of freaking light on Twitter. Well, it's current. And yeah. I feel like that's the thing is like, you're learning about, you're seeing things that you wouldn't see otherwise. And so I don't know. I just, I just think it's a great place to, I mean, their whole tagline is it's what's happening and it kind of, it lives up to it. Like it kind of is what's happening like right now. So anyway, that tweet was referring to when Trump got COVID. <laughs> right. It was on a Friday night. Oh God. <laughs> like, yeah. Facebook's going to be pissed about this when they find out on Monday. Exactly. Well, and the last thing I want to suggest, um, before we move on to, um, the listeners and, and hearing what they have to say and, uh, just getting some different perspectives is vote save America. Um, there's a voter guide, um, and it's, by the way, it's... These are brought to you by the boys at Pod Save America. Right. <laughs> so their website is... Well, okay, no. The people who created it are definitely Democrats. Uh, yeah. But it's the same I would guys say who that... Pro- yeah. yeah, it's the... The information is solid. It's the same information... It's unbiased. ...that's going to be on your voter pamphlet that the state exactly. sends you. So 
fret not. Well, and that's the thing is, I, like, we use this when we were filling out our ballots and our even just a local. But we've been to see exactly. Well, somebody accused me of being. This is so funny. I'm just going to say this. Could you recommend an unbiased site? This one is obviously leaning one direction. Maybe there's no such thing as a refreshingly honest political site. <laughs> That's been a fun thing where people use the words refreshingly honest against me. It's been really fun. <laughs> but honestly, this site is great. It condenses issues, links candidates, social presence, websites. Honestly, I found that way more helpful. I mean, it's, I just think it's better than a black and white sheet of paper and whatever. Yeah. Read, Read the you know, stuff that you get, uh, but get those balance in having an informed opinion. I've found that it's just helpful to see people like see who you're voting for, you know, like, right. um, whatever. But yeah, one of the things that I loved what you said, even in response, cause I remember you took kind of personal offense to that was like, while this site does have its political biases, they only provide information from the candidates websites or social media. Uh, so really it is just a handy, uh, place to quickly look over stuff. It so just consolidates all the information. Like, get over it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't offended. I was just so freaking annoyed. I'm like, yeah. I can't share anything without somebody questioning the resource that I got it from. And it's yeah. like, anyway. Well, that's the thing is, if you're feeling overwhelmed like we are, like, and that's the thing is like, let's not pretend like we're like spending hours of research or like, we're, you know what I'm saying, like. Meaning, like, we all do our research. I'm saying you should take time and put research in this. But you're not, like, slavishly. Right. Like, a lot of people are voting by their guts. So what I'm saying is, like, have as well-informed of an opinion as you can based yeah. on facts. But, yeah, that it's a, it's a great research tool. Anyway, we don't need to defend it anymore. VoteSaveAmerica.com. Uh, and, uh Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to the next and uh, we're going to turn it over to some other people. Have at it, people. Here we go. All right. John Steiglatter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's good to have you. Um, for those that don't know, we have a little bit of background. Um, we kind of cross paths through high school. We were just kind of talking before the show here. Um, and we we're just kind of catching up. You're a, you're a dad, you're a husband. Give yeah. us, the, give us the quick background, my friend. Yeah, definitely. So like you said, married, uh, going on four years now and two little girls, uh, one's almost two, one's almost six months. And, uh, yeah, that totally changes your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, being, uh, Engaged and then married without children is uh, one great time. So enjoy it, you two, as, uh, <laughs> as much as you can. And I'm sure you are. Um, and then when your children start being born, you know, you uh, have a whole nother human being to uh, look after their needs. And so and then going from one to two is like <laughs> 10 times harder somehow. I'm not sure how the math works there. Uh, but man, we, we look at that time of just having one child and it was like, wow, that was so much easier. Yeah. Uh, but she's almost, uh, our second's almost six months old now. So uh, we're kind of getting out of the stage where it's just like super hard and it's getting a little bit easier. And uh, for a while there, I was, at home because I was caretaking for uh, my wife's 
grandma and she was living here. Um, and so that was a different dynamic. Neither one of us having to work outside the home. Um, but I just started my own painting company. Uh, so I've been doing that for about a month and that gets me out of the house, uh, five or six days a week, kind of normal work schedule. And, uh, it's been a while since Elizabeth and I have any, had anything like a normal nine to five work, uh, schedule. So, nice. uh, yeah. You know, I've worked on a farm, which is like all day, anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked at the shelter that I was telling you about, Hearts with a Mission down here in Grants Pass. Um, and I was graveyard and then swing shift. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to be at a nine to five schedule. And I think uh, Elizabeth's enjoying the uh, the little time to herself at home with the girls. So nice. that's a little bit about me. I love it, man. Yeah, well, we're we're happy to have you. And as I was just saying before, like, um, you know, like we're all about having different different perspectives on the show, other than just like what we're all about or what I'm all about. And um, and so yeah, I'm just excited to chat with you. And so no surprise, uh, we are voting for Trump. That's correct. You are you are voting for Trump. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so like like I said like. It's, I think, just getting a having a conversation, uh, hearing one another out, just kind of hear because I think a lot of listeners of the show, um, we have a variety of people who, who you know, are voting on opposite sides here. And so, anyway, I think the more that we can, not voting at all. or not voting at all, which is the worst. And honestly, I think that's why we're trying to get it released, uh, just before, <laughs> yeah, um, it's real time. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, um, why don't, I mean, why don't we just kind of back up here a little bit and maybe if this, hopefully this isn't too much to just dive in and we can just take it from there. But, uh, for you, why, why Trump over Biden? Yeah. So I'm going to, I, uh, was prepared to kind of just tell my story, mm-hmm. um, because I think in that, um, really gives like the background of why I made the decision to vote for Trump in 2016 and why I'm still confident and excited to vote for him uh, this year. Cool. So 2015, uh, 2016, sometime in there, um, I was living in Portland with Elizabeth. We were engaged and- Your wife. um, Just like I was telling you, uh, wasn't a believer at that time, but was definitely on a journey of just discovering what was true, what was beautiful, what was good. Uh, what was healthy mm. for for me and, and for us uh, as a new relationship, um, and you know, really in, enjoying life. Um, successful at my job as a house painter uh, with a company up there. Elizabeth was uh, at a Montessori school. She's always uh, been into like childcare and and uh, teaching with young children, and uh, we were Bernie supporters. And uh, you know that you felt the burn. Being- yeah, I remember being excited about watching some uh, videos of his and um, just, yeah, it sounded good. And and I've uh, known for a long time, like, I don't trust the government, like something's, something's off. And I think, I think we can all, hopefully, probably all of us can relate. I saw a meme. We trust uh, the government in 100% to the fullest, no matter everything they say is true, John. What are you talking yeah. about? No, I'm kidding. No, I saw this meme, <laughs> and uh, 
this lady was holding a sign that said the real conspiracy theorists are those who trust the government completely. Mm, that's uh, really funny. You know, because I, I think no matter what side uh, of, you know, the vote that you're on, um, I think we can all identify, just like humanity, we can identify that something's wrong. We just disagree on what the solution is. Right. Um, or maybe to get who's there. at fault, uh, who the good guy, who the bad guys are. Um, so anyways, um, and then, so Bernie supporters, uh, not yet married, uh, not yet faith. And we uh, met some people who became mentors to us um, and were great influences on our life uh, around that time, really spoke into our lives about finances, uh, taught us um, some really sound financial principles, how to manage our money, uh, how to get out of debt, um, had successful marriages. I grew up, uh, my parents got divorced. They separated when I was younger uh, and then finally got divorced when I was uh, a sophomore in uh, or a junior in high school. Uh, my wife grew up in a broken home. Um, so, you know, seeing successful marriages and having people speak into us as a newly engaged couple is super important. And they uh, taught us about Jesus and who he is. And, um, and it, it really just clicked. And, and uh, Elizabeth and I both became believers together um, a little while later. And um, so, yeah, then 2016 comes around. Uh, Bernie's not on the final ticket. I didn't, I didn't vote in the primaries. So we got Hillary Clinton and we have uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. And I knew enough. And, and again, this is my story. So if you don't agree, that's okay. Um, to not trust the Clintons. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but I was still like very much hearing like the people in my, around my life, uh, my parents, uh, people that we were living around friends, of course, all the media, everything, uh, Donald Trump is like, you know, he's a laughing stock. Uh, like nobody, he's not going to win. Like you sh definitely shouldn't vote for him. Um, but I also knew that these mentors um, and some people that were gaining reliability and trust in our lives uh, were, were actually voting for Donald Trump. And so Elizabeth and I had a, uh, actually, no, we didn't talk about it. Um, I one night uh, prayed about it and I was like, God, who, uh, who should we vote for? Cause I knew it was important to vote just by being around those people. Uh, you know, uh, they were teaching us about free enterprise, about like the history of our country, um, why America is special. Uh, of course we have a lot of bad things that have happened that we've done as a country. Um, but in the context of the world and world history, why America's foundation, uh, like founding was incredible and why we are uh, an incredible country. And so I knew it was important to vote. I prayed about it. And then I went to YouTube and, uh, you know, that's where you get uh, your studying done. And so uh, I remember I found one video uh, by David Barton. Um, he's with a foundation called Wall Builders. And that's in reference to uh, the Bible story, Jeremiah. Um, 
and Rick Green. Uh, they're both part of that foundation. But this was David Barton uh, talking about the different platforms of each party and you know why you should vote um, Republican as a Christian, um, at least in that election. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I watched a few more videos and I watched one video uh, where it was a Mark Taylor uh, prophecy. And basically uh, it just went into like how um, God spoke to him about how Donald Trump was gonna be the next president. And, you know, these things were gonna happen. And, you know, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of different, differing views, um, even, you know, I'm sure not everybody that listens to your show is a Christian, um, but even within the Christian community, I know that there's uh, strongly opposing views about prophecy, who's a real prophet, who's a fake prophet, you know, do, uh, does God even use prophets anymore, that type of thing. Um, I definitely believe that God definitely still uh, is the same today as he was, you know, in the beginning, yesterday, he will be tomorrow. So, um, anyways, it spoke to me and it moved me. And throughout the videos uh, that I watched, I was convinced coming out of that uh, that the right vote was Donald Trump. And mind you, uh, Elizabeth and I had not talked about this like at all. Um, we were coming from a very left-leaning liberal uh, perspective, and so I came to her and I said, "Babe, we're gonna vote for Donald Trump." And uh, I think it was just kind of like deer in the headlights a little bit. And then we talked about it and, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't make her decisions, but uh, we came to a, a common agreement that, yeah, that's who we were going to vote for. Meanwhile, we're living in Portland uh, in a house with three other adults, uh, knowing that they're all uh, voting Democrat. And one even made a joke uh She's like, I'll take your ballot in for you, um, but unless you're voting for Donald Trump, then then I won't do it. And we didn't say anything, so we just <laughs> we just you know sealed up our envelope and uh, she took it in for us. But anyway, so uh, that's why I voted um, in 2016 for Donald Trump. Uh, you know, they were talking about stuff that uh, you know he was going to take on these these things that I thought were very important issues. Some of them being uh, you know, big companies uh, like Monsanto and uh, people that are attacking humanity, quite honestly, um, with the businesses that they have, with the control that they have in certain like farming and, um, you know, really poisoning humanity. And, um, and then I did watch some actual Donald Trump speeches and I uh, was inspired by actually watching like his hour long speeches thought that he was uh, talking about stuff that I agreed with. So, and in his, uh, you know, the main point that he ran on uh, in 2016 was drain the swamp, right? There, of course, there's other things that are contentious and everything. Uh, but that was the kind of the main idea is drain the swamp. And that being that there's an establishment in Washington, DC, that there's these career politicians um, who yeah it's powerful uh, rhetoric yeah totally yeah yeah the drain I and I and I totally agree with it in in that sense but um, and I think that, yeah. I think that we would all agree too that there are there is some sort of establishment there are corrupt politicians right. um, 
who have been in there way too long, who make dirty deals and benefit off of their position. And they're entrenched. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And other and other huge corporations and, and conglomerates uh, basically, you know, hot bought and sold totally to, to do things the way that they want them done. I think we all know to some extent that that type of thing is happening. Right. right. Uh, so again, I, th- I think a lot of these issues, like we're all seeing that there's an issue, but then again, we just like attack each other and, uh, you know, get so divisive uh, because we disagree who right. the good guys and who are the bad guys. Yeah. So, so oh, real, real uh, quick. So now that it's 2020, you know, it's been yeah, three and a half ahead. years. Um, I mean, in the last three and a half years, like, um, and by the way, like, I think Tess and I would both uh, agree, like, yes, Trump has absolutely delivered on some of his promises, you know, like, um, but I'm just wondering for you, like, is there anything that sticks out in the last three and a half years that good or bad, like, like, what would you say he's done good? What would you say that's been like, ah, eh, I don't know about that. Um, like, ha- has there ever been a point where you've like, you've doubted this idea of voting for him again? Definitely. Uh, so after I voted, um, I moved on and I started just doing like, uh, living life and got busy of course. And like, I'd never been one that watches the news regularly or reads the newspaper. Um, you know, I'll listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially when I was living in Portland, uh, I was an Uber driver. So whenever I didn't have somebody in the car, uh, I was always listening to a podcast. And so, um, so I, I, I was aware, uh, to a certain extent, kind of what was going on in the, uh, um, at like a, a national perspective. Um, but I didn't really pay too much attention or give too much care, um, to it. Um, but I, I mean, I will say that there, I think that he has been um, a very uh, productive president. Um, I think that he's done a lot to create um, just better um, life for Americans um, as far as like being able to be employed, um, low unemployment rates and, you know, all these different categories. Obviously pre-COVID, um, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Pre COVID for sure. Uh, you know, um, the economy is going very well, was going very well. Um, and so, you know, I think that he's, he's done a lot of good things. Um, but again, I'll go back to, uh, you know, I wasn't really paying attention much until, uh, kind of around the time, like I, I definitely was aware of things, but, and then kind of around the time, uh, that COVID hit, uh, we were in a transition period where I was getting the house that we're living in now uh, ready to live in. Um, I was doing a lot of uh, painting and just it basically had to be the interior had to be redone. Uh, these people that lived in here before were very uh, sloppy and dirty. Um, so anyways, I had a lot of time uh, to uh, listen to different videos and podcasts um, and I started to kind of um, learn or go back to what has occurred um, since Trump has become president. Um, And I think to understand uh, Donald Trump, like you have to understand uh, 
what his mission is and, and who he's up against. You know, there's definitely not been a president um, that has dealt with such a biased media um, like ever. Like uh, the reporting on Donald Trump is is not so much like here's what's going on. Uh, you know, here's uh, here's the facts about the story. Like for four years since, like he became the guy who is going to be the Republican nominee. Uh, it has just been attack, attack, attack uh, from the media and also uh, obviously from uh, Washington DC, people within Washington DC, uh, there's, there's just been attacks on the president. Um, and that, that is because he ran on the promise that he was gonna go in there and he was going to root out and expose the corruption in Washington DC. Now, if there's an establishment in Washington DC, um, that has been there for a long time and deals a certain way and does things in a certain way that they don't necessarily want that being brought to light because of either corruption, like uh, crimes, all that. They're not going to take a Donald Trump presidency, um, an administration who's dedicated to basically uh, overturn the status quo. Right. Yeah. They're not going to do that uh, lying down. And and we've, we've seen that. Um, and so, you know, I, uh, just kind of keeping it on like a generality, um, uh, I went back and I, I saw, um, the resignations and the people who have been fired and taken out of their positions, um, how many both within the government, um, and at high levels outside of the government and the private sector, um, CEOs and whatnot. It's a it's a s- astonishing amount. Like that's a figure that you should definitely look up uh, when we're done here. Uh, people within the CEOs uh, fired, resigned. Mm-hmm. Astonishing amount. Um, the amount of sealed indictments that um, are from the DOJ um, and sealed indictments being like the information's not being released to the public because if it was uh, like of who these indictments are for, then that uh, hinders in some way the uh, investigation or prosecution of this individual or this group. Um, That is an astonishing amount. Like in a normal year, um, I think it's like maybe a thousand or a few thousand uh, that you would normally have of sealed indictments and it's like 160,000 sealed indictments. Um, I, I guess I'm a little bit lost. You keep nodding your head. What do you like? Will you, will you like paraphrase what he said? Like what he's, what he's meaning? Yeah. So you're saying that the, the amount of people that Donald Trump has weeded out essentially from the swamp, like we talked about um, is huge because all these people are resigning or they're being fired or, um, and not just in the government, but also in large companies. Um, and then the investigations of individuals has also gone way up. Scott, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear us? Are you there? Yeah, we can hear you. I can hear you now. You were doing an excellent job. Okay, you were doing an excellent job paraphrasing, and then yes. you cut out. Oh, okay. And That's okay. I, I don't know how you finished that up. Yeah, well... Um, Basically, lots of firing, hiring, 
uh, draining and investigating. So you're saying, John, that like, yeah, that's that him by him doing that. That's him keeping his promise. Yes. So you can only do so much when you go into office and there is an establishment like um, I did not understand fully. Like I understood the basics, you know, three branches of government, blah, blah, blah. But like when you really get into it, like how many government like agencies and employees there are and, you know, uh, you can't go in and just start like uh, you had a crime like I'm going to prosecute you for this crime and you're going to be convicted because uh, there's such like the roots of this thing go like through so many agencies, so many positions in the government, elected officials, non-elected officials, um, that type of stuff. So um, what I'm saying is like, though it may not be obvious to just the average civilian um, because like we haven't seen certain arrests or like major exposure of like key people um, for corruption or whatnot, like the groundwork, what I've learned uh, when I started to go back around the time COVID was hitting um, was that I learned that there's been groundwork happening um, since he got into office. And so that's, that's the big point. Like Tess, you're, you're definitely uh, on the right track. Um, Like he, with the, judges that he's appointed both federally and i'm not talking about the supreme court although at that level too uh but federal judges that he's appointed um it's a staggering amount it's like over 200 um and so basically like yeah he in that regard and if you're looking for this stuff like you're not going to find it on the mainstream media uh like you're just not they're not going to report uh about this stuff so like you have to have sources of information that are otherwise and that's where like so as a christian i believe the holy spirit leads us into truth and god gives us discernment to be able to uh sort these things out uh there's certainly people kind of in the truther movement or you know conspiracy theorists that have zero discernment and, uh, you know, say really wacky things. So, yeah. well, uh, John, if you don't mind me, so like, if, if I may, so like, I just saw something the other day that said that Christians are actually like, I forget what the percentage is, but it doesn't even matter. But it was just like, Christians themselves are actually like primed for conspiracy theories. <laughs> like, so I wonder what you think of that, like in terms of like, and I agree with you that like, we have discernment, we can like, weed, we can weed out what's BS, we can figure out what's true. But like what you just said, like, I guess for me, that's been one of my, my like, uh, <laughs> like one of my gripes with Trump is like this whole, and while I agree with you in terms of like a biased media, like, I think we all know that the media doesn't like this president. <laughs> um, but like, do you, but do you feel like any of it's warranted? Like some of the criticism that he receives? Because like for me, um, I don't know. Like I, I just want, one of the things that I'm like most afraid of is that like this rhetoric that he uses can really does like erode trust in journalism, which by the way, like, um, I trust journalists. <laughs> like I tend to believe that like, uh, 
and not and I'm not an idiot. I don't believe that everybody's like telling the truth or they don't have their biases. But yeah. but I am just afraid that like he's kind of he's eroding trust in um cuz like cuz that's the thing is like I don't know if you've and I know everybody talks about it but like the social dilemma it's like this whole idea of like we're all kind of going off of our own facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all For have. Sure. And, and I did watch that. And this is my daughter, Cora Jane. I don't know. Hi. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, I did watch that. Um, yeah. And I thought that there, uh, that was a good movie. Um, but to not uh, go off uh, track of your original question uh, or statement that I, uh, you saw a report that said Christians are, and, and maybe some other religion uh, is more, they're more primed uh, for conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. So like that makes sense to me right? because I believe that the world uh, like kind of as a uh, collective, those who don't believe in God, like are going to stray in one way uh, or another. Like you're either following Jesus, polar bear. That is a polar bear. Uh, You're either following Jesus or you're following the world and whatever uh, the world's chasing after, whether it's power or money or their evil desires, like whatever, whatever it is. Um, And so I think uh, I have a, a hard time when Christians I believe kind of like the generally accepted uh, narrative on things. Uh, Like there's some things that are are not a conspiracy at all. Like, obviously, like we can all as human beings just agree on some things. Um, But um, like if we believe, and then, so I'm going to be a little scattered on this thought. That's okay. Yeah. Spent much time thinking about it. Um, but like you saying you trust journalists and you think journalism is like uh, important, like I do too. Um, but it's kind of like saying I, uh, like you believe scientists. Well, there's, there's scientists that have completely opposing views. Uh, like there's uh, a huge amount of scientists and doctors that have come together um, and basically um, condemn like, lockdowns and and mass wearing and then of course there's like a scientific community of saying like we have to wear our masks you have to get the vaccine uh when it comes out unless trump's the one putting it out then wait for it but like so who so when you say you trust scientists or you say you trust journalists like who and who are they paid by and what's their motivation um because um right but right, right there probably, but right there is like a uh a baked in skepticism. Like I'm everything you say, I'm immediately like, I'm unsure of, I I don't know that I, I don't know. I think, and I've seen this from a, from an, I guess the thing that I'm like more getting at is like a lot of these, like, so, okay. We're talking about like mainstream media here. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Everything is fake news. I can't trust mainstream media. So now I'm going to find like rabbit hole uh, alternatives that may or may not fit with my discernment. And so that for me is like this subjective, like you are just, I'm not saying I'm not accusing you of this, John. I'm just saying like in general, 
you could you at that right, point you could you could yeah. just be you could just be like deciding what is true and what's not and so again we're all operating off of our own set of facts yeah well and i do feel like i've seen and i don't think we've sorry (laughs) go ahead um i feel like i've seen a number of people in my facebook community where they have this complete distrust of mainstream media and so the only things they'll trust are things that they can only find like one source on. And because it's only at one source, then it has to be true because the mainstream media yeah. isn't reporting on it. And it's almost this like pendulum of like, whoa, you, you swung way in the opposite direction. And like, that's just as not truthful. <laughs> so like, I, I understand yeah. like why people are distrustful of the media. Um, I just think like, so many people are looking for the one answer. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to this source that isn't mainstream, but or it's biased. A, yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is that you're not just going to find one answer to any of these problems. Like, the answer is probably that you're going to have to do more work and you're going to have to read like many sources in order to figure yeah. out for yourself what's true. So I think that's the key. What you just said there is like, you have to do the work and you have, I've been, I've been the victim of YouTube rabbit holes. Like it sent me on a spiral for like months one time, uh, specifically about Christianity and uh, kind of like how we're supposed to relate with God, what that relationship looks like. I have this one YouTube uh, channel, like send me down a spiral of legalism. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was, it was bad. Yeah. And it took a body of believers and uh, the body of Christ, people that God put into my life during that time to uh, help me through it. Right. And bring me out of it. Yeah. And uh, so with that being said, like it is a fine line. It's a, it's a fine line between like, do you just like not do the work and trust, uh, you know, the mainstream media, whether it's Fox news or, uh, CNN, CNN yeah, totally. uh, or like, do you not trust them and just trust this dude who has three followers, but claims to know the truth about yeah. everything? Well, and, yeah. and be and let's be honest and speak for God. Like a lot of these prophets, are like, that's the thing that the thing that bothers me is like, like we, we were talking about like people being biased, like, Let's not like let's not pretend that certain pastors or teachers of of you know Bible teachers uh, have a like they have a vested interest or a bias in 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 uh, you know claiming that Donald Trump should be the next president. I'm not just saying, oh, I saw a vision and Trump's going to be the next president. That's one thing. It's that it's that's one thing, but it's another to be like, God wants Trump to be the next president like that for me that's like dicey like i i don't first of all separation of church and state goes both ways it's not just you know let's get you know let's get god out of the white house or let's get god into the white house it's like let's get the white house out of the freaking church because that bothers me just as much if not more like and and actually um like that was the intent of the founding fathers. Like uh, this whole idea of separ- the separation of church and state, it was written in a letter. They just didn't want the the gospel uh, to be corrupted. And honestly, I think that's kind of what we've seen. I think there's this 
whether, regardless of who you're voting for, I think that's what's most at stake here is this idea that like, um, honestly, like the, the gospel gospels being corrupted. And I think, you know, just the other day, Jen, Jen Hatmaker, I don't know if you saw that, that tweet that we shared. Um, but she's like a very well-known, you know, Christian leader, uh, or, you know, she's, she's a big voice in, you know, Christendom. And she said, and I don't think it was even like mostly saying like, I vote for Biden. You shouldn't vote for Trump. She was just saying like, if Biden is elected, the Christian leaders who threw themselves at Trump and defended his indefensible words and deeds will now be left empty handed. You got your 30 pieces of silver, but you lost your witness, your integrity and the next generation of the church. What I see, and I don't know if you saw that video of like um, the Las Vegas church or whatever, like those people like prophesying over him and saying like, you know, all that stuff. I just think like for Pete, like, let's just say he doesn't win because we don't know at this point. Like, um, (laughs) and I'd be curious to know who you like, who you think is going to win, by the way, Um, like just based on your perspective. But um, I feel like for me, like, that's what I'm afraid of is that like this, this generation of people who didn't vote for Trump and who, by the way, are like really put off when, when Christian leaders are saying you should vote for Trump. God wants you to vote for Trump. Um, like whether or not he gets elected or not, like for me, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. Yeah. And I can, I can speak on that a little bit. Not, I'm I'm not going to have the answers to that. Uh, like who's, Cause I see, yeah, I see weird things, uh, of course, within Christianity that I don't, uh, subscribe to, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, and I don't, and I also don't see, like, I didn't see that video that you were talking about of like Las Vegas and people prophesying over him. Um, I do believe people have the power of prophecy or like the gift of prophecy, um, through the Holy spirit. I do think that goes weird and people are weird and do weird <laughs> things, uh, right? not the spirit. Um, and I think there's pandering that goes on from all sides, all angles. I think we're just humans and as human nature, like things go weird and go, uh, badly. Yeah. Um, I think just speaking as a Christian to Christians, uh, I think who's going to be in office should not, um, affect our witness. Um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Bob Goff's, uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I started my company. I named it good neighbor painting. Nice. Um, because I believe that the best thing that we can do in this time of divisiveness, um, where everybody's argument, uh, arguing, uh, unfriending people, kicking people out of their lives, uh, and all sorts of a whole lot worse things than that. Um, I think the best thing that we can do is like, look around in our community, who we live next to, who we interact with on a daily basis, like who we see in our communities and what has God given us, whether it's a talent, um, whether it's resources, uh, whether it's knowledge, like whatever it is, like how can we help people in our community um, just because it's the right thing to do. Um, And like, let's not be so left and so right that we hate each other um, because that's not what Christ wanted us to do at all. Like right. totally. we're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to love our neighbor. Like our neighbor is going to be a multitude of different 
like types of people. Like right. we're not going to agree with them. Uh, they don't deserve it. Um, they may have done something to you and, and you feel some sort of way about it. Um, like, no, they don't deserve being loved necessarily, but like, let's love them because it's what Christ wanted us to do. So I think it's super important to not be so much like in a, uh, a echo chamber uh, that you only listen to people on the right. You only listen to people on the left. Like uh, I have close people in my life that are voting both ways. I listen to people uh, on podcasts and music and uh, influencers like that I watch on YouTube and stuff that are voting both ways. Right. Um, and let's not be so left or right that we forget uh, to be like centered on Christ and what he told us to do um, and not get so wrapped up in the issues of the day that we're not uh, visiting the prisoner, like taking care of the orphan, uh, you know, feeding the poor and, and clothe, you know, what he said to do. Right. Uh, well, and and I'm all for that. John and I, and I don't think there's anybody listening that would argue with that. I just think the biggest issue that has come up for me in this whole conversation, not with you in particular, in the politics conversation in general, like just is if you're a Christian, you vote Republican. If you're a Christian, you vote for Trump. And in this case, you vote for Trump. Um, you know, before all this, like I was a registered Republican. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I find, I mean, we've, we've on this podcast, we've like, I've talked enough about my personal opinions on, on Trump and what I despise about him. Um, and by the way, like, I'm not like, I'm like a reluctant Biden supporter, if anything, like I'm not like stoked on Biden for me. It really is more of like the, you know, this is the two party system in, in the sense that like. You know, we don't have ranked choice voting. We don't have the option to, you know, have multiple options to, you know, get somebody in. You get one vote. And uh, in this case, it's like, I just cannot stand having Trump in office for a number of reasons. Um, And so I guess, you know, for me, again, like when it comes down to our faith, like you said, like affecting our witness. And that was something that Jen Hatmaker said is like, um, and that's the thing is like, we don't all agree. The body of Christ is diverse, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's very diverse and in every single way, by the way, um, in thought, uh, <laughs> uh, like, uh, you know, in just people like we have, you know. I do, Yeah, I do feel like that's the best argument that I can make for not letting one party kind of take over. Uh, a, a certain faith, you know, and I'm not sure if this is a problem in other religions. Like if, I don't know, people, I don't know if they feel that pressure to vote a certain way because of the community they're a part of, but I do feel like it's a problem in Christianity where the expectation is that you vote Republican. Um, and typically that's for, you know, abortion is like the single issue thing. It's the linchpin. Yeah. That's the, issue. That's the one issue where they, they get you. Right. Uh, hold on so, really quick. Well, I want to, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to just read this really quick. This is what we're dealing with, John. Somebody just said this the other day um, in response to that post that we shared. So, um, and, on, and honestly, this is like the voice of so many like Trump supporters that like, I'm sure somebody listening right now is, this is perhaps what they're thinking. So um, this is what they said. 
Wow, I guess you must be for abortion, which is murder. We will all stand before God someday and all give an account. I am sorry that you have been led astray. Truth, Trump, 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 2020, and then like a bunch of American flags. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. But like, that's the, that's, pardon my French here, that's the shit that's happening here that's like, really? Like that's, okay, it's just a low blow. It's a cheap shot. And like, we've talked so about- I, yeah. I have- uh, I can speak on that. Um, so I've seen people and uh, people that I agree with on a lot of stuff, like people suck about talking about things. <laughs> like people suck at talking with people um, and being nice and like valuing the person that they're talking to. And you right. see it on, on uh, from all ideologies, perspectives, like just human beings can be super nasty uh, they can be super cruel. You know, I post a lot of stuff that like uh, is controversial or, you know, I have a strong opinion about it. So I'm posting about it. And there's a lot of people that have a differing view. Um, but I hope that, you, you know, we've had conversations. I hope that you would um, say that like you saw in my treatment of you that like I valued you as a person. And I knew that we uh, we differed in our opinions and our perspectives. Right. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't attacking you as a person. I might have been attacking your viewpoint, saying, like, I have different information. Like, this is why I don't agree with you. Right. Um, this is why I think it's wrong to think what you're saying. But, like, you as a person, I'm not putting you down. Uh, I'm not making you feel like a horrible person. Um, to go uh, just to go on the other point of like, uh, if you're a Christian, you have to vote Republican. Like to me, that's just as absurd as saying, uh, if you are black, you have to vote Democrat or all Trump supporters are racist or, you know, there's, I could go on and on. Like, uh, that's an absurd statement. Like I've been saved and I've, uh, been a Democrat. I've been saved and I've been a Republican. You've been right. saved and you've Republican, you've been saved and you've been a Democrat. Like right. God is going to bring us where we are. Like he's going to bring us along, um, on like our own paces, our own journeys. I'm not saying that like I'm further ahead than you or you're further ahead than me, but like we just have different journeys. And like one thing that I really agree with, uh, that Bob Goff said is that like people will come to him and say, like this issue right here, like, what are your thoughts? Like, what is your stance on this issue? Like, this is the issue of the day. This is the hot issue. Like, we need to have your opinion. You need to be speaking about this. You need to be focusing on this. And like, it may be a super valid issue, but he's like, I'm focusing on that. There's a million starving children in Yemen. Uh, like that's what I'm doing. Um, and so, um, I think it's absurd and I think it's, uh, not productive but, to say like yeah. if you're a Christian you have to vote Republican. Right. right. But at the end of the day you have to vote for somebody, right? And this is how and these are the kind you of the have to, but I, I think you should. Yeah. Well, I think I would encourage anyone who's listening, like, you know you can vote for Kanye. Yeah, vote <laughs> you can, there's Actually, other there's also third party things and, and like I I don't know what you think about uh I think I do think it's a wasted vote. Um 
but some people would strongly disagree with me on that. Like they think that there's value in yeah. voting for totally. a third party, uh, yeah. something like the presidential election. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we've, in which we've talked about too, but what were you going to say before I cut you off? If you remember that thought, can we bring it back in the name of Jesus? Well, I think I was, <laughs> I was talking about like <laughs> the idea. Cause I mean, I've, I've been in the church, my, when I say my entire life, I mean all 25 years of my life. I've been in the church and my parents have been pastors that whole time and all this. And um, I have always felt that and I see that pressure on other people to uh, vote Republican. And if it's not a pressure, then I, I do feel that from other people who say like, well, I'm a Christian, so I'm voting Republican. Um, but... I feel like there's so much value in having people of different walks of life and political beliefs and people who come from other religions and just being friends with people of other religions, you know, not getting locked in this echo chamber, not just in politics, but also just in your life. And, you know, I think there's been, and we kind of talked about this in the episode we did but like there's so much I see this almost every time I go on Facebook which is why I'm never on Facebook anymore but I'll see something that says you can't call yourself a Christian and vote for Joe Biden and I just feel like there's this lazy narrow mindset um where like my path of life and your path in life are going to take us to two different places and neither of those are wrong. You know, like we're going to believe different things. We're going to figure out where we land on something and it's probably going to be different. And that's just because we're human. You know, we're never going to know exactly what God thinks or feels about all of these issues. And so the only thing we can do is like you've done pray Consider all the facts that you can find, be informed, have conversations with the people that you love, and then figure out for yourself where you land. Yeah. And I just, the most concerning thing that I've seen with, you know, it's across the country. Everybody is like, everything's divisive. Everything is separate. People are ripping each other apart, but it's really discouraging to see that within the church because you can gain so much value by being around people who don't think the same things as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quick. Um, so I don't know how much more time we have on your end, John, but I do want to just do a, a couple more things here and kind of run it by you. Uh, first thing I just want to know, um, is there one even remotely disparaging thing you could say about Trump that has, has, dis has, that has, uh, that has, made you question, um, I don't know if I'm for this guy or not. Is there one thing that you can think of? Yeah, uh, for sure. So there's, uh, like things about, uh, the way that he presents himself, uh, to the public that, um, I wish were different. Like, um, I wish we had, um, in sometimes in some ways, uh, somebody who was more of, somebody who could bring us together like a statesman uh, or yeah yeah, yeah a or, unifier yeah for sure um and you know i haven't been alive during these other great presidents like uh, a lincoln or um you know somebody else who like 
has brought us through a really hard time uh, as a nation. Um, I think I understand. I, I think I've started to understand more why Trump does things the way he does things. Um, but with that being said, sometimes I wish that he would just say the truth. And I think that he uh, sometimes doesn't say what's true because uh, he's playing a, a, some sort of political uh, game too much. Um, that's something that's bothered me for sure. Um, interesting. And, you know, there's, there's uh, lots that can be said about who Trump is, who his personality is, what his past is. Um, I have a father-in-law who has a brain injury at a brain aneurysm 14 years ago and we uh, are caretakers for him um, but so he stuck on like certain patterns of like thinking there were memories um, so we hear a lot of the same stories a lot um, but he always tells me when Trump comes up like oh I, I studied Trump uh, when he, when I was uh, in high school or college and he was like just becoming like the businessman that was like breaking onto the scene and like gaining popularity and whatever. And like, uh, and then he goes on to like, oh, he's had uh, three marriages and, and uh, you know, whatever else he, he says about who uh, Trump is. Um, and I, you know, I've had conversations with him about like, okay, like this is what he's doing since he's been in office. Uh, like he's, he's been a, a good president for these reasons. Mm -hmm. And we talk about these things, but those things don't stick because of the short-term memory. It's always like the same story. Um, and I think a lot of that has been uh, echoed in the public. Like Trump is this person who has done this stuff in the past or has these certain behaviors. Um, and I don't believe like Trump is my savior. Jesus Christ is my savior uh, for sure. Like there's no confusing that i do think that there are people that look to trump as some sort of god um and that's where you get weird um in some of these things that you pointed out um but i do think that god is using trump is using president trump and we look through the bible we see that god used people uh who had enormous character flaws mm -hmm. uh and so um yeah i think that there's definitely character flaw things. I think that there's personality type things. I think that there's ways that he um, presents information or addresses the public that I wish were different. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Biden. And, and I don't mean, I didn't, I, for the record, I'm not like trying to get you to rail on Trump. I just, I just think that's a, a good question that we all ask ourselves. Like, cause I've done that with Biden myself where I'm like, what don't I like about this guy? Like, and let's be real. Right. So like, I'm just wondering for you, yeah. Um, let's just say in what, like, gosh, how many days until this election? Six, is it six days or the, and we'll probably get the results in a little bit later, but, um, I mean, at the time of this recording, yeah. but, um, let's just say Biden does win. Like for you, like, is there an issue there? Like, what don't we like about Biden? Um, for sure. So, um, I don't like about Biden and I didn't say that correctly. That's nice. <laughs> uh, but um, I think that he has used his position in uh, politics as a senator um, and then as a vice president um, to make a lot of money for himself. And uh, I think that he is definitely a part of that establishment in whatever way um, that has 
it bothers me and I think it bothers people in general uh, when somebody gets into politics and becomes something and then uh, gains a large amount of money uh, through that position. Um, and I think definitely Biden is uh, somebody who's done that, you know, 47 years in office of some sort. Um, I have no idea what his net worth is, but he's not broke. Um, and it's millions. And I think that there's some serious uh, issues within that family um, that I will say, like, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, you hate Biden, whatever, like, I think that there's things that, and, and, and the opposite, if you're a Bi if you're voting Biden and you hate Trump, like, I hope that you're in a place where if you seriously see like this is like somebody who's going through or has had like a really has had really terrible things happen to them or they've done really terrible things in their life. Like, I hope that you'd be willing to pray for like healing uh, and for them to know Jesus, accept Jesus um, and for them to change, because I think there's a lot of really bad things that have happened uh, in the Biden family. And I think more and more of that is going to uh, be publicly known. Hmm. Is that an answer? Yeah, that's an answer. Um, do you have anything before we move on to the next? Um, I do just want to land the plane with this. And, um, you know, I had, I had put this out there a while ago in, in preparing for this podcast. Um, and knowing that I was... This will have to be the last yeah, no, this is good. Then I gotta go. Yeah, this is good. Um, yeah. it's really less less of a question and more of like we're gonna hear from some people that voted for Trump in 2016 and are now not voting for him in this coming election. Yeah, and so um, I'd love to just get your thoughts on on that. Um, and I think some of this will jump out. Um, some even just some of the things that you've spoken on. So, um. I'm not going to mention people's names, but this person said, I voted for Trump in 2016 purely out of fear of Hillary. I didn't like him then, and I don't now. I think as a president, he did some good things economically, but that's about it. As far as this go around, I'm looking at independent candidates. I don't trust the two-party system anymore. Uh, just my two cents. Um, I, th I think he's made a mess of things with his divisive actions and statements. Too many people have the team mentality when it comes to politics. It's supposed to be about the greater good for all, not just yourself and your friends and family. Um, and so, yeah, um, he also says, uh, I want our, I want our country to be more peaceful again. <laughs> uh, he, he said that he thinks Biden has a better chance of bringing peace. Um, and that he thinks that the, that heels are digging in and therefore it might be too far gone. People's heels are digging in. Um, I truly hope that's not the case, but I could see a uh, gun toting country folk rally in the streets. If Biden wins, just like I could see the far left losing it. If Trump wins uh, moral yeah. compass, open discussion, general kindness in realizing that we all need to have each other's backs seems like the most important, important actions to me. And then he wraps it up with this Russian bots and agents of chaos are definitely the pushing the forces of, of division. A lot going on here. There's no conspiracy when you've seen these two things going on for years. So um, we can land it with this, but like your thoughts on, on all that. Yeah. Uh, um, that was definitely um, a lot of different things. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, good that he was able to, 
to share that perspective. I agree. There's a lot going on. I agree. Uh, we're at a very dis divisive uh, point. Um, it's obvious. Um, and I really do think that there's a lot going on that like is good versus evil. There's such uh, opposing ideologies um, that I, I do think that you're not going to reconcile everything. Right. Like yeah. we're not just one united front moving forward, uh, no matter who wins, it's just not going to happen. Um, what I do hope and, and what I'll, what I'll be praying for is that like, we could just be good neighbors to each other and like, we can, uh, disagree and still like see what each other needs and see how we can help each other and see how we can better our communities. Yeah. Um, I really hope that, you know, uh, the destruction, uh, that we've been seeing, uh, it ends. I don't think it will, uh, right after the election. Uh, I personally think Trump will win. That was one of the questions that you yeah. uh, asked earlier. If Biden wins, I'm going to, uh, continue being a husband. I'm going to continue being a father to my two little girls. I'm going to continue, uh, painting people's houses and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, keeping that good neighbor mentality, uh, as I am out in the community. Um, and that's just what I'm going to do. I'm not going to rage. I'm not going to, uh, you know, tote my gun around and, and, <laughs> but, you know, I, I will protect my family, uh, right, on my right. property. Anyways, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. It, it's very confusing time. Yeah. Uh, because who do you believe? Everyone does have their own facts. Like you can debate all day and everyone has their own facts. People have their own minds made up. There's so there's disinformation, there's misinformation. Um, and it's confusing. It's hard. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with the lockdowns, with COVID, um, where, you know, especially younger people are having an extremely hard time. Um, I just hope that uh, whether you're a believer uh, in Jesus and you're following Jesus or you're not, uh, that you would decide to place a high value on humanity um, and uh, like CP uh with the importance that they have and here's my naked girl there she is <laughs> yeah that's good man yeah well that sounds like your cue man um well that's great man honestly all good stuff and uh i really do appreciate you sharing your perspective uh any final yeah, words before the conversation yeah any final words before we wrap up no no i just appreciate it and uh yeah hope everyone uh as well going forth. Awesome. All right, John. Well, Indeed. thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right. Bye. <laughs> She's waving. <laughs> so cute. All right. We'll see you next time, John. Bye. Later. All right. There you have it. Super, super good stuff. What'd you think? Uh, this is quite a lengthy episode, but um, what'd you think? How you feeling? You feeling good, babe? I'm feeling good. I feel like there's some good stuff in there. I cried a little bit. I, I jokingly brought the tissues in and, uh, but the joke was on me. Yeah. Well, never mind. what were you going to say? <laughs> say it, say it. It's Schrodinger's tissues. What? You know, Schrodinger's gun. Like if there's a gun in the first act, it's going to go off in the third oh. act. It's like, yep. If you bring tissues in, you're going to have to use them. Yeah. Okay, well. Maybe that's not right. I don't know. Yeah, if there's a gun in the scene, it's going to go off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're screenwriters now. Um, <laughs> well, 
we hope that you enjoyed this episode. I I personally loved it. I felt like it was fun to talk to you like this. That's good. You're a great podcast person. We should have conversations more often. That's so weird. It's like we don't talk enough. Well, it is a different dynamic. Uh, just us sitting down in a room. Yeah. With headphones. Yeah. But uh, any final words before we wrap this thing up? Mm, nope. Don't <laughs> don't talk to me about my opinions. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, no, I'll, t- I'll talk about my opinions, but... I don't know. I just need to have more grace for myself. You're, that was very in character of you to say. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just say this. Go out. Vote. Vote your conscience. Vote your values. I feel like Trump supporters would say vote Trump. That's an interesting whole th- That was a thing that on Rogan and Kanye, they were talking about how Democrats just say vote and Trump's Trump supporters say vote, vote for Trump or vote Republican. Oh, that's funny. Uh, which is the whole thing in and of itself. But uh, you know who we're, who we're voting for. Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you're looking for a fun podcast, you should go listen to that. It's definitely interesting to say the least. But um, we're going to get through this, y'all. And um, regardless of what happens, if this is the end times and Trump is the Antichrist, uh, see you on the other side. <laughs> we'll see you in hell or in heaven. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how else to land this plane other than just uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, let's not ever talk about politics ever again. How about that? I do not commit to that. <laughs> so there it is, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. Bye. Bye.